Hey, yo, internets, this portion of the Combat Jack show is brought to you by Bevel, the superior shaving system for people with coarse and curly hair. If you go to getbevel.com and punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, you will get 20% off all goods. Listen, I'm not selling you the bullshit. There's a lot of shit out there, the Gillettes and the 10 shaves. and this. Man was not born to shave with 16 blades and all of that. That's some weird laboratory shit. That shit is as fake as the McRib. I'm saying stop eating fake pork and stop using these fake razors. Go to getbevel.com, punch in promo code C-O-M-B-A-T for 20% off all your goods. Shave like a boss. And now back to the show. Internet, you're tuning into the Combat Jack Show. Oh man, yo, East Coast, down south, Toronto. Now I guess we got to shout out Toronto. Toronto is definitely on the map. They're doing their I'm thing. I'm saying overseas, South Africa, the UK, Konichiwa. Chip. Listen, everybody respecting the whole now, but I'm so excited because this episode of the Combat Jack Show is paying tribute to the West Coast, West Side in the building. Yo, Pete, you see what we got in here right now? Most definitely. Yo, internet. I'm just going to jump into it. You guys already read the description. We got the one and only Mr. Warren G on the Combat Jack Show. Welcome to the Combat Jack Show. What's up, man? (laughs) Yo, Warren, man, I got to tell you, man, this is definitely an honor. Um, As as a New York cat, um, as a cat that really had an ear for, like, the New York sound, um... When you guys came out, man, it, it was so mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It added so much texture to this thing that we call hip-hop. And, you know, as you know, you New Yorkers back then were definitely snobbish. You know what I'm saying? They've definitely <laughs> stuck up. But, y'all, you know, at the time when, 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 the, when the Chronic dropped and then the whole, you know what I'm saying, the G-Funk era, your era, mm-hmm. that, shit, that, that we had to bow down, man. Oh, it's all good. Um, I mean, we were just trying to do... Just do, just do music, you know. Just do good music, and and you know, like give everybody the story of how it how it was, um, you know, coming from from Long Beach, California, from Compton, from Watts, uh, South Central, and all the other surrounding cities. You know, we was just giving everybody what was going on around those times. Why do you think like the West Coast has a lot more musicality and melody? In the music, as opposed to New York, which was typically that boom bap type of mentality, uh, man. I mean, it. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's just we just like use a lot of live instrumentation, right? Um, and it's it's like it's it's the the bud. The, the bud <laughs> definitely definitely plays a role, right? That smoke. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just. You know, it's just this just the lifestyle out there, just sunny California, man, and just you know, just the 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 vibe is just, you know, it's clear blue skies yep. almost every day. Every day, right? <laughs> and I heard also, yeah. man, like the difference in terms of mentality is that mm-hmm. here we almost walk everywhere. We yeah. got the headphones on, we're in mm-hmm. our own world, we in the subway. Oh, Y'all yeah. is driving yeah. all day. 
You That's know what I'm why saying? so much traffic out there. I wish they would start walking. Man. Shit. Y'all would lose traffic your mind if y'all had to walk, though, man. They need to walk. Yeah. <laughs> now, your parents were, mm-hmm. were heavily into music, right? You grew up yeah. in, in a very musical yeah. household. Let's talk about that. Well, my father, um, he just, you know, he used to listen to a lot of jazz. He's a big, big jazz fan. And uh, he turned me on to jazz um, as, a, as a young kid. I used to go to his house. And just sit with him, you know. He'd be watering his plants, you know, you know, smoking his trees and stuff like that. Oh, that's beautiful, man. And uh, just used to just, I used to sit there with him and just relax, just on the pillow. Me and him would just be sitting there, just laying back <laughs> like this. Did he did he give you a little taste? No, nah, no, nah, never. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to see, you know, uh, just I mean, it, it was just it was just a lot of lot of great jazz going right. on, and uh, that's that's how. Um, like that's what developed the the good feel in me when I do my music because I got that that jazz in me. You know that jazz is that smooth, good. You know that good vibe, that feel good vibe. So that's actually where 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 um where a lot of my my how my you know that's how a lot of my sounds come out like right, that. Right. Mm-hmm. Who who specifically was some of your influences other than than uh, uh Michael McDonald? Well, <clears throat> um. Chuck Mangione, uh, I just I used to listen to that with, with my father. Um, let me see, all of the uh, the arms, uh, you know, seventies R and B, you know, with the Isleys and all of those people. They, they all inspired me. Um, um, I mean, just all you know, the hip hop that was before me inspired me. What, what hip hop uh, inspired you, man? I mean, like. Uh, Jimmy Spicer, mm. uh, you know, Super Rhyme, mm. you know, uh, you know that that kind of uh, those kind of songs and stuff like that right there. Um, uh, the you know, uh, world class wrecking crew, right. Doctor Dre, of, of course, L <laughs> A Dream Team, right. Ice T, right. uh, the Fat Boys, mm. uh, Fat Boys were Beastie really big Boys. out west, right? Yeah, Beastie right. Boys. Uh, Run DMC, all the, the the artists that was before me, they all inspired me. Now, when you were growing up, man, mm-hmm. did you think you were going to be doing this? Nah, I thought I was going to be in the NFL or something. A word? <laughs> you, you was nice with with. Yeah, you I was an athlete, yeah. Wide okay. receiver? Yeah, nah, I played corner. I played okay. safety. I played damn near every position on the field. I played uh, receiver. I played – I even – when I started out as a kid, I was on the line. Mm. I went from the line to running back. Uh, I played damn near every position, you know, because I was a big kid. So, you know, I, I was, they had me out there doing everything. And, uh, you know, I actually, the, the high school, we had junior band which, which, where you could be, you know, uh, a certain age and still playing the Pop Warner. But the high school came and scooped me up. And, and uh, so I went to Jordan High. They they had me play with them. But, you know, I didn't I didn't know that. You had to maintain a, uh, <laughs> a GPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I started messing up, man. And, uh, you know, it didn't last that long. But I was good, you know. Right. Yeah, all my other buddies, they went on ahead and went to the NFL. Willie McGinnis, Curtis Conway, mm, mm. Uh, James Burton. Uh, a lot of my a lot of my buddies played in the NFL, a whole bunch of them. And, um you know, you know, I I went another direction. Right you know? now, growing up, mm-hmm. what was your relationship? I mean, I understand that he's your stepbrother, but mm-hmm. what was your actual relationship with Dr. Dre? Just 
I mean, we didn't, we just, like, that's my brother, right. you know, straight up. Uh, it's cool, you know. Um, I looked up to him, you know, um, and actually he the one, you know, I asked him one day, could you show me how to DJ? Right. And uh, This is when he was DJing before yeah, he was, right. Yeah, and um, he showed me how to DJ, and I think it was, it was a, uh, what is the, uh, uh, I think I forgot the name of it, Shazim or Shaz, some, it's time, you know, remember, it's time, it's time, it's time. No, I don't remember that. You know, oh, my God. Oh, well, it, I got I to gotta hear it. I got to hear it. Yeah, but it, it was it was one of the, the uh, One records, of those breakbeats. Yeah, that he that he used to mix, and he showed me how to do it, so I just started, you know, doing it. Because, you know, being him being older and me just sitting there watching, you know, it's like, damn, I got a brother that's, doing this and doing that, I right. want to be like him. Right. You know, and my other brother, Tyree, he plays sports right. too. So he inspired me too. And uh, we just, I mean, we we was together like pretty much all our life. Yo, how, how fortunate is it mm-hmm. to have a brother like Dre where even mm-hmm. at a young age you're like, I yeah. want to be like him, mm-hmm. not knowing mm-hmm. what the fuck he's going to accomplish. It was cool, you know, just cool, just just being around. I mean, like I said, I used to just try to be just like him right. with the girls, everything. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so you see him DJing, and he's real yeah. popular. Mm-hmm. And then he does the the world class wrecking crew, mm-hmm. and 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 the record that they drop, mm-hmm. it's, it's a national hit. Right, it's a national hit. Yeah. So at a young age, you're looking at him like, yo, this is this is real. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just it was just a trip, you know, just to to hear his records on the radio, and you know, I was just like, wow, like damn, they playing the record on the, ra- right. <laughs> on the radio, which, which is big. And, yeah, and I used to, um, I would sneak it. He had a purple uh, world class wrecking crew jacket. I used mm. to sneak it and put it on and wear it to school. <laughs> Varsity, <laughs> Varsity. I don't know what kind of jacket it was, but it was like kind of like silky, like right. mm, satin. Yeah, mm. like satin. Yeah, it was satin, and uh, it had a turntable right here. So that got you props in, in school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and you used to let me wear a swatch when it swatch watches. Ooh, the, the swatches was big <laughs> back in the days, man. So I was the man. Would he know? talk to you about like you know his transition from a DJ to like an artist, and or you just watching? No, no, I just just watching, right? Just, you know, just watching, and uh, man, he just he just just showed me, you know, you know what to do, all the way up to, you know, starting to produce. Right. You know, he taught me how to how to um, sample, and um, you know, I just you know, from there, I just used to watch how he used to produce. Right. And that's when I learned how to use uh, musicians, um, and just. You know, just I, I took it somewhere else. I, right. You know, I was like, you know, I don't want to, you know, um, people to say, okay, oh, just because he such and such and such, he doing this. So I just try to develop my own style, my own, you know, and which I did, which right. you know, which is the G funk, which was smooth, that smooth gangster shit. Yeah. When he made that transition from 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 the from the world class wrecking crew. Mm-hmm. To NWA was you was you seeing that or did you just hear the finished product? Mm. You said the world class wrecking crew to NWA. NWA, yeah. Well, he was with the stereo crew first. Okay. I mean, not the stereo crew, but the high power crew, high power crew. DJ crew, right? And um, I just used to watch him 
doing that and stuff. They used to go on DJ. You know, they would come home. He would come home late at night with Louis Burgers, the <laughs> the uh, uh, the French fries with the pastrami on them. And, and, and oh my god, Shit, we need some good, of that yeah. right now. Put a little pomegranate, uh, except juice. for that com- cholesterol you got. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I just used to just see all of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was amazing, man. Just that, and then just to see him going to the world class wrecking crew and do an incredible record that was playing everywhere and then transforming into the NWA. How was that though, man? Like, did you see, like, did you yeah. hear that shit before? We, I mean, of course you heard well, it before. Actually, we, he, used, he used to pop before the, all that. Oh, he used to do the pop. He so used to DJ, but then he used to pop doing, you pop, know. Pop a lot, like yeah. the dancing? Yeah. I'm trying to think of the name of their crew. It's him and Slick Rick, I think Clientel, Darren. Uh, I forgot the name of their group, <laughs> but he used to pop though before that. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so NWA mm-hmm. drops, and at least from my perspective, it's like, oh shit! Like mm-hmm. we really got to pay attention. Yeah. To what's coming out of the West Coast, man. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, Cube was a beast. Mm-hmm. You know, Easy was the guru. Like, like yeah. Ren was like the undercover shooter. Like, yeah. him saying DJ Yeller. Like, like growing up and seeing that, man. Like, like describe what that was like, man. Because that was a whole other temperature. Yeah, it it was cool, man. Just to be around, because I used to go in the studio and actually, um, on the niggas for life. That one nine hundred to Compton, that's me. Okay, doing the skit with him. How old were you, man? I think I was like maybe sixteen, right? Wow, somewhere around right. there. And I I did the skit, uh, and just being around and and just watching how they was creating was was incredible, man. It was like a movie, right? You know, um, it is a movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just you know being and being around and seeing the trials and tribulations that they went through, right? Uh, you know, just trying to be successful in the in the hip hop, you know, and you know they wasn't biting their tongue, you know, they were saying how they felt, and you know they and they wasn't like I said they wasn't biting their tongue, you know. Nah, they wasn't doing that at all, man. Yeah. Now, now I've read somewhere that one of your other mentors, or at least somebody that 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 walked you through the ropes, mm-hmm. was Easy E. Oh, I mean, he he, um, Easy, you know, just used to always. You know, show me a gang of love. You right. know, he he would uh he actually called me professor. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to call me professor, and I just used to because of the glasses or yeah, right. <laughs> I used to hang around and he talk a lot of shit to me. You know, and I talk shit back. <laughs> oh. you know, I was I was a little <laughs> roughneck, right, with glasses, but I, you know, I talk shit back and um, but he was all around. He was a cool dude all the way around, and uh. You know, they all took me under their wing. DOC too. Wow, you know, all of them. You know, them. I used to hang around all of them. I I even remember wanting to. You know, they was going on tour. I was like, man, please, can I go with y'all on tour? I was begging. <laughs> I wanted to go so bad. You know, just to just to go experience it. Right. You know, but I was too young. Right. Of course. Yeah. Now on the other side of town, mm-hmm. you're creating your own crew. Yeah. Yeah, you know I'm saying you had the yeah. the, the three the two one three crew. Yeah, me Snoop and Nate. You Snoop and Nate, and, yeah. and you grew up with 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 Snoop and Nate. Yeah, Snoop now, and Nate. How how was it like? Where'd you meet Snoop? Elementary school. Okay. Yeah, we went to CIS together. 
actually me and his his oldest brother Jerry, we, we was best friends. Right. And then, you know, hanging out and then we playing football and you know, Snoop played football too, so we we go to walk to school together. Then we'd be at the corner store, you know, Orange and, and uh twentieth playing asteroids and Dig Dug and all that. On Dig Dug. <laughs> Before so, so, school started getting now later. Yo, Dig and Dug, you and Snoop used to uh, sell candy growing up. Mm-hmm. What's, what candy did you sell? We sold caramel clusters. Uh, we sold chamois. That was, you know, the cleaning mm-hmm. car chamois. Uh, we sold peanuts. Um, I'm trying to think of everything that... Uh, it was, was a business? There. It was like uh, you had like a... No, it was a guy. Or? It was a guy... Uh, Named Steve, and uh, he had it was a company. Well, his, the name of the, his business, we was working for him. Okay, he would come scoop us up in the van, and it was called United Teens, you know. And um, we just used to he'd take us all to the, you know, take us out to like Orange County or Santa Ana or Beverly Hills and stuff like that, and drop us off. And each one of us, we had to work that whole block. You know, and that's how we would get our, that's how we, we would make our money, you know, right. by selling all that candy. We had to give him his percentage and he would give us, I think we was only getting like $25 from mm. him, you know what I'm saying? He pocketing all the rest of that's it. That's still money though. Yeah. That's, that's still yeah. money. Yeah, it was money. I, what kind of cat was a young Snoop, man? He just, he still the same, man. He was laid back, a, a, a comedian talking right. shit, uh, just just a up up person, just always up and just just having fun. You know what I'm saying? He's still like that too. Actually, when we when we get together, it's it's it's, it's the turn up is real. If yeah. somebody told you mm-hmm. back then that your stepbrother mm-hmm. was gonna be a billionaire mm-hmm. and that Snoop was gonna be the most, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say respected, but the most accepted. Mm-hmm. I like that. Rap yeah. on the planet. What would you say, man? Back then, did you see that or? No, I mean I knew we I knew we had something, right? You know, but I didn't know it would never get this big, right? You know, um, we just wanted people to hear our music and what we was doing. How did yeah. you and him and, and and Nate came in later? Nate came in in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. How, how'd you meet Nate? Well, no, Nate was a part of, of all all of us. We all stayed in the same neighborhood, so we used to be in the same. Uh, summer programs okay. together, um, the you know the church programs, playing basketball. So we knew all we knew each other all our life, you know. And they sung at the church, and um, but we we used to go to Cal State together. We we done every we was all around these around each other like all our life. Even the twins, my the, the artists I had, the twins, the we twins. all was in elementary school okay. together, and it's it's a trip like, you know, that we all still kick it you know we went to elementary school that was that's like, crazy man. <laughs> that's crazy like yeah. when, when y'all say for life that's that shit yeah. for life yeah so when yeah. y'all are doing the music and you're picking up mm-hmm. tip you know tricks and tips from dre mm-hmm. and bringing it out back to your crew mm-hmm. and then taking it in your direction right yeah are you really serious and focused on the music industry or are you, uh, are you just trying to be hot locally we was we was we, we was just trying to get get people to hear us right so we was doing mixtapes um one of my homeboys money b actually did our first demo he in there the, with the la hat on the gray la okay what on. up money cheer yeah he he did our, our first demo right uh was called long beach is a motherfucker okay and 
we was we was copying what was, what was going on because Quick had a a, a mixtape out that was hard. So we was like, fuck that. We getting ready to do us one, right. you know, represent for Long Beach. And so we did Long Beach as a motherfucking, and the shit, I don't know how, because it wasn't no internet back then, but. Hand to hand, word to word That shit spread it all over Los Angeles. Right. Like, it was crazy. Like, damn, how do y'all know this? Like, every, just dubbing from cassette to cassette, dubbing. And right, 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 right. It got cassettes, everywhere. not even CDs, cassettes. It was cassettes. You couldn't burn no shit. You was Nuh-uh. taping. <laughs> taping. Yo, as a as a kid, man, as a young kid, like how ill was Snoop? He was dope. Just his freestyling was incredible. Um and he just he, he just was special. You right. know what I'm saying? And uh shit, I used to um be in that motherfucker because I would hear a lot of uh drain them shit. Before everybody else would, which hear, was so. which is futuristic. Yeah, so I would be rapping they shit in the little cipher that they got in the van and shit. I started busting, you know, because they had a song called Cabbage Patch. So I was like, well, <laughs> uh, I was rolling down the street with my mind at ease. I had my top. They was like, oh, this nigga Warren is dope. <laughs> I'm singing they shit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Take, get, getting their props, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I had my little shit though. I was, I was, I was pretty good. I was more like a, I was like uh, Jimmy Spicer because I looked up to him, right? And his style, you know, just like uh, if you listen to my first record, uh, where I say this DJ, he gets down mixing records yep. while they go around to the hip at the hop. You just don't stop producing funky tracks till it makes you drop. That was his shit. That was his like, shit. His. His style inspired me. So a lot of my my raps, you would hear me rapping, but I had got I got kind of like this singy rap type melodic, uh, right? Yeah, uh, style. And uh, damn, I I forgot where I was at. <laughs> no, no, but, but but coming up though, coming yeah. up, man, were yeah. you more comfortable as the cat behind the scene and the producer, mm-hmm. or you know, he was like, no, let me get that mic. Well, I I was I was liking to be more behind the scenes. Right. But you seem like a real laid back. Yeah, yeah. I was just chilling, man, just just behind the scenes. But I had to to um, you know, make a name for myself because I didn't want to just be stuck and not, you know, doing you know what Dre and Snoop was doing because they was cracking, right? You know, so I'm be I'm just you know chilling, not doing nothing. I ain't making no money, right? So I was like, man, I got to change this, yeah. You know, I don't want to just be a DJ, so I gotta, I gotta be more than that. So I just started, you know, just digging into music, man, just digging into it, digging, digging, digging. And Drake showed me how to, how to work the MPC, and I just started crate digging a lot. I just started digging and just listening to music and just sampling it, and just, you know, actually, um, you know, I would do stuff and I would ask him like, man, what this sound like? He like that shit dope, right? You know, and he'd be like, and he'd be oh, honest. He'd be, yeah. he, he wouldn't just be telling you that because, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He, he would tell me that shit is dope, and um, I just used to just, you know, just stay at it, just constantly, just twenty four seven, just in the in the studio, just doing beats, and you know, having Snoop and RBX and Rage Damn. and right. Daz and Corrupt, you know, mm. all them come in and bust. We right. would do just little underground tapes, just messing around. You know, because we all, you know, we stayed at Dre House. Right. You know, so we just sit in there and just do little stuff. Even though we was working on the chronic, we was just doing shit and we had taken it, drop it in the hood. Now, you introduce mm-hmm. Snoop mm-hmm. to Dre. Mm-hmm. 
It was at a at a bachelor party or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, it was a bachelor party um, that Dre was giving for one of his buddies named L.A. Dre. Right. So you know, I I had hit him and I was like, "What's up?" Because I hadn't seen him in a long time. I was like, "What's up, man?" You know, I was you know I was at the bottom. I was in the bottom, like I was deep in the hood around right. them times, real deep. He was looking. He was and looking I at that. He was looking at that chasm. Get, I was trying to get you know just trying to get away right from what was going down there. So. Uh, what was going on down there? So I, you know, I was like, "Man, what's up? Um, you know, can I come up?" You know, he was like, "Yeah, come on up. I'm doing a bachelor party, you know, for one of my buddies." So I was like, "All right." So my homeboy Rod, gangster Rod, he had brought me up up there, and um, we came in, was chilling. There was a lot of beautiful ladies, uh, mm. a lot of whipped cream mm. getting smacked, <laughs> mm. cherries, and it was it was going down, and uh. So they was like, anybody got any music? They was, you know. So I was like, shit. I said, Rod, go get the tape. Go get the tape. So I had him go get the tape, and so he grabbed it and I popped it in. Uh, and uh, L.A. Dre had pushed to play, and uh, started playing. There was a song called uh, "Super Duper" from no, actually, it was Long Beach's motherfucker. And uh, he was like, "Who was this?" And I was like, "That's that's me snooping. My, me and my buddy snooping. My homeboy Nate Dog. This." You know, this is my group. And uh, he was like, have you let your brother hear this? I was like, nah. You know, I hadn't let him hear it, right. you know, because we let him hear some stuff before, and he just was like, <laughs> shot us down. With, with y'all, with the same? Yeah. Right, right. He, he shot us down. Right. So um, L.A. Dre was like, Dre, you need to hear this. So he came and he heard it. He was like, that's y'all? And I was like, yeah, that's me, Snoop, and Nate. And he was like, Y'all come to the studio on Monday. Monday. You know, and at that time, me and Snoop, you know, it was a lot of people like in between is trying to trying to divide and conquer. So. What was going on? Because I read that. Yeah. Like was, when you told Snoop, like Dre wants to yeah. hear us, he was like, man, get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, he didn't believe me. Right. What was, what was your argument about, man? It was just a lot of people trying to divide and conquer, and I wasn't getting ready to let, let that happen, right. you know, because, you know, this is my best friend, him and Nate. You know, I'm not getting ready to let that happen, man. You know, with people all in his ear trying to take him over here. Oh, they trying to take because they recognize yeah. his potential as well. Yeah, trying right. to take him over here, take him over there. So was he biting a little bit? Or? He was biting, right, like a motherfucker. So you know, I, me and him got into a very heated argument. You know, so we wasn't even talking. So when I hit him, you know, he was just like, you know, it was like, I was, I said, Snoop. <laughs> I said, uh, I, t- I talked to Dre, man, and he, he want us to come up to the studio on Monday. So he was like, nigga, fuck you. Da-da-da. Boom, he hung the phone up. I was like, Brr. I called him back. I, I said, Snoop. I said, man, I swear to God, I said, Dre want us to come he, up to he, the studio on Monday. Le- no, he didn't. I let him hear our shit. Right. And uh, I said, just please hold on. Let me call him on the three-way. So I called him on the three-way, and I was like, Andre, I got Snoop on the phone. I said, he don't believe that you want us to come up to the studio on Monday. And he was like, uh, yeah, I want y'all to come up on Monday, man. I, I like what I heard, and I want you to come up. So after after that, you know, we hung up or whatever, and immediately we linked up, right. you know, and just was, like, so happy. Like, we got drunk, everything. Like, Fuck happy, all the just, bullshit. Like- yeah, like, <laughs> like, Dre wants us to come to the studio on Monday. Right. But we didn't have no way to get there. Right. You know, so we we uh actually we was living with with, with my homeboy Rump, 
And uh, he had a, a car where, you know how people used to have their car, you drive, and when you get to the light, you got to put it in park mm, yeah, yeah. and kind of keep, yeah, 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 keep yeah. it going. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we drove out. The we hoop, went, the we, yeah, we went all the way from Long Beach like that uh, to, to up to uh, Solar, the Solar building where where we where we recorded the Solar Dick record. Griffey. Mm-hmm. Right. We went all the way up there and came in the studio and, and, and uh, you know, Snoop told Dre he had a uh, a song called Gangsta's Life. And actually he had one that he had, had did with another dude. I think his name was Enough. He had did with him, so Snoop let him hear it. So Dre redid it with a, with a Hold On. Remember Hold On? Yeah. Don't yep. waste your time. Yep. And it was a song. In, that in did. Vogue. Yeah. So he took, actually he took uh, uh, he took that, and, and flipped it with some James Brown too at the same time. He flipped it with that. Uh, I think that record wasn't that a James Brown sample. Period. To, uh, hold on. I'm not sure. Right, it is unvoked, but it had to be yeah. something before that. Yeah. It, it, he well, Dre added the, the James Brown. It was a sample in with that. Hold on. And uh, he did it right there. And Snoop went in there and bust the records. Called this. This is a gangster's life. And um. From that day on, we just kept working, right. you know, and then Dre was like, man, y'all need to come on up here, come stay with me so y'all don't be down there and all that bullshit. Right, right, right. You know, because it was, it was heavy. Was this the beginning of of Death Row? Uh, or was it he was just working? He was just working. Right. You know, just working. And um, after that, you know, they did um, um, – uh, deep cover. Oh my God! You know they did deep. Cover. When you first heard that shit, that shit was hard. Boom, boom, boom. Yo, boom. my nigga, that's that's my that's <laughs> I gotta say that's my top five yeah, beat of all time. Yeah, it, it was incredible, man. Now, uh, when, when Snoop hooked up with with Dre, mm-hmm. did his rhyming skills increase? Did he step it up, or was it just the same? Snoop that you was growing up with, man? He stepped it. I mean, it went up. Right, it went up. You know, just. You know, because he knew that he had to, he had to, uh, he had to, you know, he, this guy worked with Ice Cube, he worked right. with DLC, yes. you know, and all these other big, big names. So you got to, you got to yeah, be correct. right there with him. Yeah. yeah. So he stepped his game up, you know, and, and went in and recorded that, recorded that gangster's life. And from that day on, Dre was like, man, y'all come up here. He took us under his wing. And, uh. From there on, that that's when that's when it started. Um, the you know the whole form the formation of of the the the, the death row, uh, death row team was starting. And, and the G funk, like the G funk yeah. though, was really your DNA, right? Yeah, the G G funk. Actually, I'm, I'm I'm gonna break that down too. I was I was uh, working with a well, I was with member above the law. Yes, uh, one eighty seven, yep. and they I, took I, me under their wing too. Okay, and um. It was all G Funk. They was G Funk, and they made me a part of G Funk. Right. And uh, but as far as like, and they took me in. I didn't have no place to stay or nothing. So they they took me in, and I, and uh, I was up under them for you know a long time. Just you know, just you know, learning. One eighty seven was was also showing me uh, how to work on the drum machine at the same time too. And uh, it was just it was it was a trip just to be with them also. But what I did was I took it to another level, right. you know, as far musically. And I started really 
promoting it and, and putting it out there, and I turned like it put, into put, a genre. Put, put, putting like the the, the, yeah, the, the musicals. The musical. Yeah, I, I, and I turned it into a genre. You know, I want to talk about one of the, the early records mm-hmm. um, from that era that, that you contributed to, man, because mm-hmm. this record is, and everybody's going to recognize this, man, but I definitely want to talk about this record, man. Biatch. <laughs> I still got the record that, uh, I still got the You want to make noise, make noise That's my shit Like the Gotti boys Green lips uh-huh. Motherfucker, I'm Dre My nigga, like, yeah. how do you fucking do that? Like, what did how, you got to talk about this? Well, actually, that that record, it, it was a break record, right? Um, I bought it in Torrance, and um, one day we was at the house, and I was playing the shit, and I was like, Drake, listen to this shit right here, and that little, uh, the little break uh, right there, eh, 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 right, and then it came, and boom, boom, boom. that was all, it was all pieced together like that already, right. And uh, he was like, "Man, that shit dope." So he took it, <laughs> he took it, and, and he and he he uh, flipped them drums up under it. That you know, he wrote, put them drums up under, it, and then he had the you know the singing and stuff put up under. It and it was it was it was it just tripped me out just to see how it how it came, right? You know, turned I was, into I a was song. Delivered, right? Yeah, how it came into a song. But that's your D, your DNA's in that record, man. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. No, yeah. When when y'all were working on the on on the chronic man, mm-hmm. do y'all have any fucking clue that it's gonna it's gonna it's really gonna change music? It's not just gonna be a hot record. It's gonna be an era. We knew we knew we was doing some dope shit, but right. we didn't know that it was gonna be that big. You know, uh, I mean, shh. we ju- we just knew we had some good music, man, and. uh you know, we was, you know, as, you know, the whole crew, we was just trying our hardest to make Dre as big as any of the other guys, right. you know, because it was, the, you know, it was easy, then it was Cube, everybody was separated. Right. So we was trying to make him the hottest because, dude. Because, yeah, he was, he was, yeah. He was, it was either win or, or, or yeah. die, right? Yeah. Or go home. Yeah. So we was, we was trying to make, make him the, the hottest motherfucker in the game. What was his mindset, though, at the time? Was he, was he like a little nervous? Was he like, yo, my back nah. is against the wall? Or he was like, yo, let's go. No, nah, we just went. We just, let's go. Let's work. And we just got in there and just just grinded it out. You know, and I would dig in the crates and I would bring records and I'd be like, man, listen to this. He'll listen to it like, that shit dope. And then he'll take it and then he'll put his magic to it. Right. You know, even like the, um, that, mm, boom, 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 boom. That was a record. Oh. 
that was a record that um that uh I forgot the name of the, the group, but Cube every did that same record that da, da, make the world go round. Oh, the, the stop yeah. wait, wait, uh was it the Temperies, Temperies, was it the Temperies? It was one of them. There was a solid But it's a little bitty strip on there right. on that on that record that's got that doom 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 boom. Uh, I was like, listen to this. You you caught that. Yeah. You caught that. Yeah, the doom doom doom. And he took that motherfucker and he flipped that shit. Yo, let's let's talk about this record right yeah. here, man. Little ghetto boy. Yep. That's hard for all the people. Y'all need to open your own business. Yeah. Save your money. Quit paying motherfuckers for Jerry girls. Quit paying motherfuckers for primes. Save your money. Start your own business. This shit was so good. Man. Wow. Wake up, jumped out my bed. I'm in a two-man cell with my homie little half dead. Murder was the case that they gave what? me. Dear God, I wonder can you save me? I'm only 18, so I'm a young fuck. It's a ride that if I don't scrap or get stuck. But that's so the length of a G, I guess. SA's way deep, shank two in the chest. Best run, cause brothers is dropping quicker. Uh too late, damn. Down goes another nigga. Cheer. Bouncing off the walls. Throwing them dogs. Getting that rep as a young hog. It ain't nothing like the street life. You better be strapped with your shank. Cause ain't no fist fight. So I guess I got to handle mine. Since I did the crime, I got to do my time. That was our yo, shit. Yo, Snoop Dogg's flow is... It's so fucking smooth. That motherfucker man. sounded oh, yeah. like a Martian. <laughs> like Snoop sounded like a Martian when he dropped, my nigga. Oh, yeah. So what would you do with this record, man? Well, um, I actually had did the record first with, with uh, Mr. Graham. Right. Um, and, and the way I had it, um, when I let him hear it, I, I, I had it going boom, boom, blah. It was the boom, bap, boom, right. boom, bap, bap, boom, bap, boom, boom. So it was more like a boom bap with the kind roads, of like a like a with those roads riding right. up on it, mm, mm, just a sample, right? And when I let him hear it, he was like, "Nigga, this shit is dope." So he took it and he flipped it and changed it into that, you know, with the with the congas and all that, and, and smoothed just, it a yeah, whole out, man. Man, smoothed it out, and I was like, "Wow!" And uh, Nate just came in and just. You know, he, well, actually, Nate, he sung it in the video, but he, he in the video, he played the, the part. You know, he had to sing that right, part. Right. Little ghetto boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that whole, the way the whole video started off was dope. That shit was, that shit was a movie right there. Yo, the record comes out. Mm-hmm. It, it, it shifts. Like, like, the West mm-hmm. Coast is now yeah. the dominant mm-hmm. place of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and Death Row is moving fast now. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your introduction to Shug, man? Well, I knew him all my life. You know, he used to be around in WA. Okay. So I already knew him, you know, just from a little kid. Um, but uh, so, I mean, you know, I got older, you know, but it, it, you know, the introduction was just, it was cool. You know, it was like, what's up, man? It was like, what's happening? You know, and um, 
shit, he was he was cool. Right. He was a cool dude. And uh, you know, that's all I could say, you know, at that time. Right, know, right, right, yeah, right. he was a cool dude. So the the death row ship mm-hmm. is now taking off. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you put some of the special sauce in there that the mm-hmm. ship is taking off. Mm-hmm. But you realizing Mm-hmm. That the ship might be leaving you behind, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, you talked about how yeah. everybody got the the death row jackets, and you didn't get one. I didn't get one. What? Um, Yo, it no? was my it nigga. Was did you did you cry when? <laughs> I was sick. No varsity. And I was just like, you know, like why I didn't you know? I'm like, damn, how come I ain't getting one? Right. You know, and I was ride or die. Right. 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 You know, ride or die with them. Uh, and it was another incident where mm-hmm. y'all was all supposed to go on tour. Yeah. You get to the airport. Yeah. And you the only one with no airplane ticket. I see this supposed to be for my book. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, that happened, you right. know, straight up. Uh, we went to the airport and everybody got a ticket but me. Right. You know, and at that point was when I was like, you know what, I got to I gotta do something for myself and start trying to build Warren G and, and and getting myself known to try to survive and you know because I'm, I'm this is all I know right so I had to figure out a way to try to and it's real now like you yeah. it's not some shit that this all you know but it might yeah. be a hobby it's some yeah. real shit yeah. that's moving the industry and, yeah. and motherfuckers is getting rich around you yeah. motherfuckers are becoming stars and superstars yeah. and household names and you're like yo like I, I just you know just wasn't a part of a lot. You know, I I was actually DJing at first, and then just things just switched around. I don't I don't you know I don't know what what it was, but right. you know, Dre was like, you need to go, you need to be your own man. That's, I think that's you fascinating. Know? Like and, he's and, giving and, you advice, like yo, yeah. don't and look when, for it when, here. When he said that, right. you know, I was like, I was hurt. I cried, but I was like, you know, I, I fuck it. I'm gonna just get out of here and try to. You know, try to make it, you know, try to try to do it, you know, uh, try to create, you know, who I am and, and, and get people to hear what I'm doing. Right. And uh, uh, that's what I did, man. I just I moved back to the hood and just sleeping on my sister floor. You know, with, I had my crater records. I had a uh, turntable and I had my MPC 60 and my, my new Mark mixer, which I still got. And uh, was just doing beats on the floor, you know, and then trying to go out and get them, you know, get people to hear my beats and doing songs too right, at right, the right. same time. And um, one day I was I was up at the studio um, with uh, with Snoop and Dre and John Singleton and Paul Stewart came in, and they was looking for songs for a soundtrack for the Poetic Justice, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know. Dre was doing a banger. I, actually, it was who? Uh, What's my motherfucking name? Mm. What's my name? By right. Snoop, th- that motherfucker. That's when he had did that. And uh, so I was like, man, I was like, Shh. I said, I'm gonna holler at the guys and tell them I got a song if I could be a part of the the soundtrack. So I, so I went up to Paul too, and I was like, man, could you just listen to my song and and see if it's something that'll work on the soundtrack? So we went and sat in the car. And one of my homies' cars, and I popped the cassette in, and I played it. And I swear, it probably was like the first maybe fifteen to twenty seconds, he stopped it. And I was like, "What's, what's the problem?" Mm. Right. Like, what, what song was it? 
It was in Don't Smoke. It was this with, with, yeah. with Mr. Grimm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That was it right there. That was my actual first uh, song I rapped on. Right. Like, that really Pro- did. Professional Yeah, professional. Yeah. I wrote damn that a whole song. Okay. He's the ghost writer? <laughs> you can hear it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Stuck. Unable to breathe through the chronic cloud that somehow prevents me from installing fresh air. Ah, and no smoke. Pass me the joint so I can take a toke. One puff, two puff, three puff, four puff, five. I'm feeling real high. That's you right there. Uh-huh. That's all you have. That's all you have. That's all With my flow, break away, come again like this. The LB to the C, two times don't miss. Cause if you do, you break, you get broke. Me and Mr. G, and the no smoke. <laughs> hey, and those smoke. So, this is the record that, that puts you on the map. Yeah, right. Yeah, initially, you get you get down with this with yeah. the soundtrack and the whole nine. Yeah, he, he stopped the cassette and he was like, Can I take this with me? And I right. was like, Shit, yeah, go ahead. And he called me, like, I think it was that Monday. He called me and was like, can you come up to the office? So I came up to the office, and uh, he was like, we want to use this song for the soundtrack. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> and so we went and did the deal, man. We went and found some janky-ass lawyers, did the deal. Mm. Uh, we made a little bit of money. And, uh, you know, the first thing I did was I bought me a Regal. Uh, what, what color? What color? Burgundy, Regal. burgundy. Okay, and, and uh, lace my sister. You know, for me, for her, let me stay there, and uh, just man, I got beat putting that motherfucking. I was just like, I felt like a new man. Like yeah, a new man. I had money in my pocket. I gave my little girlfriend some money, and uh, I just just started just buying. You know, going digging digging in crates and stuff. Investing and, in yourself. Yeah. Man. Yo, how did you um? Link up with Tupac. Um, through Poetic Justice. Okay. Um, I was at home. I did Endo Smoke. It was blowing up everywhere, and I was, like, tripping because it was playing on the radio, and I the couldn't video was it. nuts. Oh, yeah. With my man floating around <laughs> and yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Internet, yeah. Y'all got to see that Endo yeah. Smoke video. Yeah. Google that shit. Yeah. YouTube that shit. Yeah. So I, I was at home uh, one night, um, just sitting there, just chilling and uh i got a call i was like hello and uh he was like is this warren g and i was like yeah he was like who is this i was like i mean he was like uh this tupac so i'm like tupac so this ain't no motherfucking tupac <laughs> um, why didn't you believe so it was I hung tupac? the phone up <laughs> i hung the phone up and he called back and uh he was like man this is tupac um uh, he's like did you do the, the uh that endo smoke on the portic justice soundtrack I was like, yeah, I did it. He was like, well, man, I want you to do some some music for me for the Porta Justice soundtrack because I'm I'm in the movie. Right. So I was like, is this really Tupac? And he was like, yeah, man, I want you to come to the studio tonight. So I was like, damn. I didn't. I was kind of you know shook up because I didn't know if I was being set up. Or, right, 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 right. Or what was going on? So I grabbed my four five. I had a four five. Mm-hmm. Grabbed my MPC sixty and my crates and all my shit. Put it in the trunk. And I drove up to Echo Sound, 
And when I walked in the room, it was Tupac. Mm. You know, it was him. He was right there. And he was like, man, you know, I, I need something for the Porter Justice soundtrack. And I was like, all right. So that's when I popped on that, uh, the, uh, it was a sample that I had took from a Donald Byrd uh, Wind Parade. Okay. I found a piece in there that I had looped. And so I took my little disc out, popped it in. I was like, what you think about this? And it started off boom, 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 boom. Nobody's closing me yeah. out of my business. <laughs> Nobody's closing me out of my business. Yeah. My definition of a Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How was it working with Tupac, man? Incredible. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about that, man, I swear to God, when I got there, we sat, and he was just like, well, what's up with you? Like, you know, what's happening? I was just telling him everything that was going on, how, you know, I was upset, you know, and like, you know, I wasn't with Snoop and Dre, and I was just, you know, just felt lost. You know, I wasn't with nobody, and right. I was just trying to, just trying to, you know, trying to find my place in this in this hip hop and this music, and uh, I told him everything. I told him, you know, about the street shit. I had just had the shootout, uh, you know, right when Endo Smoke happened. I got into a shootout where motherfucker dumped on me. Right, it's out uh, the blue over some related shit. It was it was over some bullshit right. that you know another motherfucker instigated, and uh, you know, so he bust at me, you know, and uh. You know, I had to. I had to do what I had to do. So I had to, you know, I had to go back and do what I had to do. You know, I, the motherfucker actually could have killed me. Right. We damn sure tried to, and uh, cause it was bullet holes. I, what I did was I laid, my, you know, I laid down between my legs, you know, up under the steering wheel. I laid down up under that while he was shooting, and uh, the bullet holes was all right there. All right there, the window. In the, in the passengers. In the yeah, right. and he thought he was getting away. Right. So I knew what he was going to do. He shot up this one street, and then he banked down this other street. So I said, you know, I'm going to cut up, and I'm going to go across, and I'm going to cut him off. So what I did was. You, you ain't went, snitching on yourself now, right? No, I'm not. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just just making sure. Let me. Let, well, I am. <laughs> no, no. If, 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 if everybody's still alive, it's all good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just, you know, it was just what it, it, it was, what it was. Right. And, uh, you know, I had to do what I had to do at back at him. But um, uh, I told him about all of that, man. He took everything that I told him about, and he wrote that song. Oh, that's he, crazy. He said, he said, okay, play the beat. And he just started writing. Just started writing everything. And I was like, when I heard the verse, I'm like, damn, this nigga actually took some of the shit that I was talking about, and he put it in the fucking song. You know, Those residuals. Yeah, he was just like, he was like, uh. He was like, 
you know, scratch some stuff, put, you know, he, so he started recording. He did the first verse. I was like, damn, this nigga is tight. And so he get out and he, he wasn't no hook. He started writing again, just, just writing like a motherfucker fast. And I was like, damn. And so he was like, man, can you put like some scratches and some stuff in there? So that's when I start, you know, with the, nobody's closing me out of my business and then starting a song. It was it was a trip, man. He had a, he had a bunch of girls coming there, you know. Um, I I had glasses. I had tape on my fucking glasses, like a real nerd, <laughs> like right on the right here. The professor, right? Yeah, and uh, they came in and embraced me, you know, gave me hugs and shit, and I'm smoked. That was the first time I smoked a blunt. Oh, word. <laughs> and uh, but they was all beautiful, all the girls and stuff. So we in there, we partying, right? Dancing around. The and chicks shit. love Tupac, man. Yeah, and then um. If I'm not mistaken, it was Big Psych and uh, Lil Psych uh, and Mac Ten. Right, had came. Mm. Uh, had came. Not Mac Ten. Uh, you know the Inglewood Mac right. Ten, but the, the uh, it was another Mac Ten from from I think he's from forties, and uh, he came in and they they had told Pac that their homeboy Cato had got smoked in Detroit. Mm. So immediately he came over to me and he was like, "Man, do you got something uh, that um, that I could play? I mean, that that I could do a song to, right. you know, for my homeboy uh, Kato." So I threw on the the, uh, the uh, boom, class, boom, 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 that one way, and uh, he was so he wrote a song talking about his homeboy Kato, and he was like, "Man, I need a hook." So I said, "Why don't you put Nate Dog on it?" Right. And so I called Nate. He was in the hood. I called Nate. I said, Nate, Tupac wants you to get on this record, man. So Nate was like, shit, it's all good. So he came up, had somebody bring him up to Echo Sound, and he came in there and laid it. How long will they mourn me? And mm. Nate was, I wish it was another. How long will they mourn my brother? He just went in and did the hook. And then they came in. Uh, Mac Ten and, and uh, Rated R and uh, all you know, Big Psych and them, the, the whole thug life. They came in and laid their parts, and uh, from that's where our relationship started uh, uh, building. And from there, um, uh, MC Bree gave me a call, okay. which was he was him and Pac was like this. Right. They was real tight in DLC, and uh, Bree was like, "Warren, you got you got some beats." And I was like, "Yeah." So I came up to another studio, which is called <laughs> Track Records, and right. that's when I did. Uh, um, you got to get yours. I got to get yep. mine. And they gave me eight thousand dollars cash. Cash, cash, right <laughs> at the bank. Was was that your biggest? Oh man, no. That well, actually, the Endo Smoke was 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 uh was the biggest. Right. Uh, but it wasn't cash. But it, it wasn't. Was it, it wasn't was cash. It was cash. He gave it to me cash. <laughs> I was like. Yo, oh another beauty. So now you're making music, right? Yeah. And now people are calling you too, like mm. like people that you don't even know. Like 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 right. this Chris Chris Lighty and Leor Cohen discover you through the whole Indo Smoke thing, right? Yeah. And 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 you get they a, didn't even know that that uh, I was what was re related to Dre, right? Um, Which was actually kind of a good thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then when they found that out, it really that that even made it even better. You, uh -huh. you 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 cussed out Russell, right? Russell Simmons. I ain't, Russell. I ain't never cussed. Did, Russell. He, did, he, did he call you though? And you thought it was like the 
the Tupac situation? No, no, no. Uh, uh, I actually got got a call from uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was it was uh, it was Paul Stewart. He right. called me and he said that uh, Chris Lighty, a guy from Def Jam Records, and uh, another guy named Leroy Corn want to talk to you about about um, potentially doing a deal with you with Def Jam. And it seemed like after they said that, all the companies just started oh, was hot calling now. me. Right. You know, so I was in one of them like, oh shit, the fuck which one I am do? I going right. to fuck with? Which, which so some of the other to, labels, man? It was uh, Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sylvia uh, called you? Was Sylvia Rowe called all you? All of them. It right. was, everybody was calling me, man. Uh, Epic. Everybody was just, actually the Dendo Smoke was through Epic. So they was already, they was on me. Um, Oh man, what was it? It was a bunch of them. They was just calling me. Um, so I was, I had to make a decision. Tommy Boy, all of them, Damn. they was all calling me, and I had to make a decision. Was was Death Row? Did Death Row come back and double up and be like, "Yo"? Nah, they they didn't say shit. They to didn't me. say shit, right? Nah, and uh, so did they know that that this was going on? Or I don't think so. Right, right. So, um. So a lady, I think her name was it was Tracy Waples. Tracy Waples. She had. Uh, she was bad too. Mm. Fine. Yeah. She. It was her and Chris Lighty. They came down and took me to dinner, and uh, was just in Leor, and they was just just telling me, man, we 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 really like you, and we want to want to make you part of the family over at Def Jam, and so I was like, shh. I said, shit, I ain't getting ready to sign with them, and I said, wait a minute, I thought about, it. I said, let me see. Beastie Boys, Crush Groove, LL Cool J, The Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, uh, She Lee. I was just thinking Slick Rick. Public Enemy. Public Enemy. I was DMC. Be a Rock Him. EPMD. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Red. Red. I, I was like, my decision is made. I ain't even got to talk to these other motherfuckers. So I told them, let's go. Right. So I dealt with, you know, dealt with the lawyers, and they, they came up with the agreement. And as soon as I did the agreement, they flew me to New York. It was and the first time in New York, right? First time in right. New York. Um, I I was kind of scared, so I brought the twins with me. Right. And because um, they was like, whoever you want to bring, what you bring them. So we flew out, out to New York. And uh, What would you think when you got to New York, man? I was, I was just amazed, like, wow. Like, damn, look at this. Like, this is this is where hip-hop started. This is the <laughs> B Street. This is this is it. Right. You know, this is it. Right. And uh, uh, so I'm at the hotel. I was at the Embassy Suites on 47th and 7th. I get a call in my hotel room. And uh, it, it was, you know, the call, he was, it was like this Warren G. I was like, he was like, yo, what's up, man? I was like, what's happening? He was like, this is LL Cool J. Oh, my uh-huh. God. And, um. I was like, LL Cool J? The rapper LL Cool J? He's like, yeah, this is LL. He's like, come on downstairs. You know, I want, come downstairs. I want to talk to you. So I was like, Shh. I was like, no, nah, this can't be LL. So I grabbed one of the twins. I was like, man, come with me downstairs. This nigga downstairs talking about he LL. You, you didn't have that thing with you. You couldn't travel with nah, that. You didn't like, have that thing. No, talking about he LL Cool J. So I go down. And it's him. Right. It was him. He was in a a, a rag something. I think it was a 5.0 or something. Mm. It and we hopped in, and he took me to Jamaica, Queens, and took me to the mall. Mm, the Coliseum. And, yeah, actually mm. took me to the Coliseum yep. and just showed me around. And then he took me to his house, his grandmother's house, right. and he mm. showed me 
Um, his cars? He showed me the Suzuki Samurai he had. It was in, parked in front of the house. It was dusty, but he, he showed me it. And he took me inside and he showed me down in his basement. And I had never seen, I've never seen that many clothes in my life. Mm. Mm. He had clothes that's going all the way down the stairs and all the way into his room in the basement. The whole room was just full of clothes and shoes and just everything. And he was just telling me his history, like, you know, the story of, of how he came up. And uh, he showed me a lot of love, man. And I just, I was blown away. And then that, at that point, I was like, you know, I, I, I was like, I got to put my heart into whatever I'm doing and really, really do some some shit that's going to make some noise. I'm yeah, with motherfucking man. LL Cool J. You, you, right with, the, you with the Harvard yeah. hip-hop right now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like Defro was popping and it's shifting the, the yeah. culture. Yeah. But, but the the culture is firmly rooted with with Def yeah. Jam. Yeah. Yo, how intimidating was that, man? It was it was it was very man because I was like, New York what am niggas, I gonna do? New York niggas is different. We different. Yeah, it, it, actually, I mean, it was man. They rolled the red carpet out for me, man. It, it was a cat named uh, Benny Rat. Rest in peace, Benny Rat from Harlem who was working with Russell, them heavy, he came and took me under his wing, and he would take me down through Harlem and just take me through the hood, just showing me that, you know, that that the East Coast loved me. Right. You know, he's like, man, we bang y'all shit. Right, 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 you know, right. I was out on 116th and Lennox on the fucking porch, they chilling. Yeah. Smoking weed, drinking. <laughs> he had me all everywhere. Drinking a 40, yeah. man. Yeah, he had me everywhere. Benny Rat, rest in peace. Yo. And, um. I just said to myself, I really got to get, when I get back home, I'm going hard. Yep. You know, I'm going to really try my best to make the best record I can make. And uh, um, so I, I went home and just started working. And, you know, that's when I, I started trying to dig for, for records that was different. You know, and that's when I came across Regulate, um, you know, you see and all those. Let's do this, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off, man. Let's go to a quick break. Okay. You know, internet, you tune into the Combat mm-hmm. Jack Show, man. This is this is history. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm learning a whole lot, oh, man. Yeah. We got Warren G in the yeah. building. You know what I'm saying? F your radio, F your podcast, and F your TV show. Be right back. Internet, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel, the superior shaving system. Bevel cares about you. Bevel was created by a black dermatologist to make sure that the single blade will not fuck up your skin and make your shit look like the elephant boy. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was founded by Tristan Walken, an amazing entrepreneur who saw a hole in the male grooming uh, market and then he sewed it. I've been using Bevel now for over a year. I have had no issues with it. My shit is baby bottom smooth. Everybody that I know that fucks with Bevel is very happy with it. It comes in a very amazing package. It just looks luxurious. It's actually, other than having kids paying a mortgage, tuition, and all types of other shit. This feels like it's the most grown-up thing I've ever done for myself personally. So I implore you, go out there. You know what I'm saying? Cuffing season is about to happen. Cuffing season is about to happen. Make sure you're a great contender for the finest dime pieces out there. And dime pieces out there, cuffing season is in effect. If you want to lock down that 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 potential male to, to be shacked up and, and get your Netflix sex on, Get them one of these boxes. Go to getbevel.com. Get 20% off all of your goods if you punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T. Bevel, the perfect shaving system for cuffing season. And now back to the show. Yo, internet, you tuned into the Combat Jack show. We got 
the legendary Warren G Cheer. in the building, man, painting this 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 Picasso, um, Rembrandt mm. painting <laughs> mm. of this glorious history, man. You good, oh, yeah. Warren? Yeah, I'm straight. We're not talking you out, are we? No, no. <laughs> you know, let, let, let's right. get let's get back to where we left off, mm-hmm. man. So you come to New York, mm-hmm. you sign a Def Jam, mm-hmm. you get on that flight back mm-hmm. to the West Coast, and you're like, yo. It's, it's it's you know it's it's showtime right now. Yeah, you know I I was just so happy just to you know be embraced by Leo Russell, uh, LL, and just everybody up at the Def Jam office. They just showed me so much love. Right. And uh, I just just I was blown away, man. So I like I said when I when I had got back home, I was like, shit, I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to go so hard and put my heart into this and make this the best record I could possibly do. And uh, so we did the deal, and um, I think it was for like three hundred and fifty mm. back then. And uh, that's decent for, yeah, for, was, for a first was, time yeah. artist. Decent, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. So they gave me my advance. I think my advance was like, shit. I think I got damn. Did I one, get a hundred? One one fifty probably. It sound like you get fifty percent up front. Uh, and uh, the first thing I did was go to the. Uh, the, uh, it was a store called Nadine's in L.A. that had equipment. Actually, Ty Dollar Sign's father named Tyrone sold me my first Get equipment. The fuck out. Ty was, Swear Ty, to God. Ty's been on the show. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Ty, uh, Ty Dollar Sign's Yeah, father. Tyler Dollar Sign. Ty Dollar yeah. That's crazy. And uh, uh, he sold me my first equipment, man. I went and spent money on it. I bought a board. I bought the uh, – they had the uh, – not the ADAS, but the ones before the ADAS with the little bitty cassettes. Uh, I forgot what they called those, the little machines with the little bitty uh, cassettes. It wasn't Dats? ADATS. Huh? It wasn't DATS. It wasn't DATS. Yeah, fuck. What was, I forgot the name of them. But I got, I, got, I got everything. I spent like about shit, about $50,000 in equipment. Investing in yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Did you tell Dre? That I got all that equipment? No, that you signed. That you had signed a Def Jam. Well, yeah, I told Snoop, I told Dre and all of them. Well, what, you know? what were they saying? What was their response, man? Shit, it wasn't none. Right. You know what I mean? It was just like, wow, you know, congratulations, you know. And uh, I was just like, shit, I'm getting ready to go hard, man. Right. <laughs> try to, try to, you know, try to do some good music. And uh, shit, you know, he was just like, you know, when I did the records I did, he was just like, shit. Like damn, I wish I'd have known your ass was was this. <laughs> so there was good. no tension, no tension that you. No, nah, it wasn't to, no tension. To East Coast labeling mm-hmm. a whole nine. No. Now, now all this time that we're talking, man, we're not really talking about your working relationship with with yeah. Nate, yeah. With, with, with Nate, because right. Nate was definitely a very. He important, was right there with. Actually, I was trying to get Nate signed to uh, Def uh, Jam. Right. And uh, Def Row got at him, you know, before I could, you know, I told him, I said, man, Nate. You see what they just did with me, <laughs> you know? Come on, so you know they got at him before. They I could. They, they saw this, yeah. the writing was on the wall, right? Yeah. Now, but tell, so they tell, got at him. Tell us about the creative process with, with with you and Nate, man. Like how y'all would come up with concepts and the whole nine. Yeah, I mean we'd just sit in there, sit in the room, and just just whatever come to mind, just like you know, just whatever we was going through or, or, or whatever it was, we'd just talk about it. Right. You know, we. You know, he'll hum something, and or I say something, and he'll make a song, make a hook, and make it a hook. You know, um, but how you know when we did regulate, um, 
I didn't know if he was going to like that, you know, right. Michael McDonald, because it was different. Right. But I was like, Nate, I'm telling you, you got to rap on this. So we was, I was, we was going to do a show for, for Endo Smoke, and I played it. Uh, actually, it's on film, too. I got to get the, the footage of it. Um, popped in the cassette. It was regulating. He freestyled to regulate. Him freestyling. I'm busting, doing freestyling the twins, freestyling. This was to regulate. So when we finally did the song, um, I told him, I said, well, you know what, we got we got to do, you know, we got to do like Dre and Snoop did. We got to do one like that where we're going back, back and forth. Back right. Yeah, going back and forth. Four, so bars, I said, four bars, four bars, yes. four bars, four bars. And that's what I told him. Right. I said, I'm going to write the first, and then you come in and sing, and then I'm going to write the next one, then you come in. So we did it like that, back and forth, and just was putting like everything that we was going through in that song. Yeah, let's let's play a bit mm-hmm. of that song, man. Regulators, you regulate mm-hmm. any stealing of his property. We're damn good too, but you can't be any geek off the street. <laughs> Got to be handy with the steal if you know what I mean. Earn you keep. Regulators, mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E. So I could get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked select on 21 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some heat, so I said, I'm stuck. Since these girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to make a better thing? Than some horny tricks I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself I can't believe they taking Warren's wealth They took my rings, they took my Rolex I looked at the brother, said damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up and they all around Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound They wanna come up real quick before they start to clown I best pull out my and lay them busters down They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down I can't believe it's happening in my own town if I had wings I would fly, let me contemplate I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate Sixteen in the and one in the hole Nate Dogg is about to make some bodies turn Now they dropping and yelling, it's a tad bit late Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate <laughs> Man Classic Man, Man. Oh, yeah. Nate was my, 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 uh, I don't even want to say, like my, my crimey. Right. Mm. <laughs> we was, we was, we used to go hard all from here everywhere. Right. Yeah. Y'all create this song. Mm-hmm. You send it to Def Jam. Mm-hmm. What are they saying? Actually, I'm going to tell you what happened. Uh, I had the record done and, uh, so, one day I went over to, I was over at the studio with Dre now. And uh, I had, uh, I went in, they was working and stuff. So I was like, I was like, Andre, I want to let you hear the song I did. But he was busy uh, doing what he was doing. So I had, uh, his, his partner, Mike Lynn, was in there. So Mike, I was like, Mike, come to the car, man. Come listen to the song I did. This motherfucker is hard. And, uh. So I went to the car, popped in a cassette, um, a regulate when we, once we did the, you know, a rough of it. And he was like, um, 
He was like, nigga, this shit tight. I was like, you like it? He was like, yeah, this shit tight. He said, can I, can I take this? Mm. I was like, Shh. I was like, yeah, go ahead, man. Right. He said, I want to. What, what was he your said, hesitation? It, that, that, I, that he was going to copy the shit? And... I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. I just didn't want to give it away. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and so he was like, man, I'm going to let Jimmy hear this. So Jimmy Avi? Yeah. Mm. So he, he, uh, he let Jimmy hear it and, and they called me back and was like, we want to use this for, for uh, the Above the Rim soundtrack. Which was a death row record. Yeah. Right. So. Damn. That was kind of, that was the birth right. of, of, uh, of uh, you know, the, the Regulate. And uh, so what happened is, and th- I think this is what caused the, the you know, the, uh, the static with uh with with Suge and Leor and all them mm. is because we once we did we did the above the rim and this sold four million records. That was the first single set right. it off and, and sold four million and, and and Nate is a, a, a deaf row artist. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so And you're a deaf jam artist. Yeah. So a lot of deaf going on. <laughs> yeah, so Leor, you know, so smart, him and Russell and them, they said, Okay, boom. That did what it did there. So we're going to license, take the record back, and we're going to bring it back over here. Reposition it. And re-release it. So right. we re-released it and blasted it out again, and it made my record sell. Like, I think three million, three million in the States and all worldwide, it was like eight or ten million. Damn. Yeah, record sold. So that, you know, so... They, they was hot about the well. He was uh, Suge was hot about that, so he was like pretty much like, "Damn, y'all owe me." Oh, you what? You made yeah. you just made money, <laughs> yeah. But 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 that's but that's because how Suge he was. was. He was like this. He was still like pretty much like this. My artist, right? Like me, right? Like this, my artist. You, yeah. Warren yeah. G is a, yeah, is, a, is, is, is now up. is now a de- <laughs> death row artist. Now you a death row artist. Like all these years, yeah. these, these cats ignored you. And uh, yeah, and uh. Was it was but did it, it get, was like it was like did it get hot man? No, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like that. You know, it was just like he was pissed off at him. Right. You know, so he was. He was on. He was just talking shit to him. You know, Shook was shit always like, pissed at something. Yeah, but um, I didn't give a fuck. Right. Shit. I was like, shit. whatever. Because you're selling yeah. on both sides now. Yeah. You're selling on yeah. both coasts on two different projects. Yeah. You're selling on. On on a soundtrack, yeah. and then you definitely got to sell your record, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you know I I was like, I'm riding with who believed in me, right? Exactly. So I'm I'm like, it's Def Jam, just right. straight up, this right. Def Jam. So, I mean, if you got a problem with them, you got a problem with me, right? So that's how I took. That's how I did it, right? You know, but I still kept, you know, dealing with my folks. Which was Dre and Snoop, and Nate and Rage and and, and Jewel and Daz and Corrupt and RBX, everybody. I still dealt with DLC. I still dealt with them, you know. Even though I was over here and it was of kind of a staticky situation, right? Um, but I I didn't give a fuck. Shit, I was I was ready for whatever. Like, if, I mean, if 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 you know, and, I mean, he he knew that. You know what I'm saying? It, and, you know, motherfuckers said, said one day that I suppose it got slapped. Mm. Um, not happening. Right. You know, I'm 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 not going to let, never let no motherfucker slap me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I just 
bossed up and just did what I, you know, did what I wanted to do. Right. And I ain't just talking like how I'm talking because he locked up. I don't, I don't, I ain't that type of guy to. You don't seem like that type to, of guy. To, you know, try to, just because he locked up, to start talking shit about him and this, that. I ain't, I ain't going to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because actually it would, I mean, some of the shit to be going on in the industry now, you need motherfuckers like that. Yeah, definitely. To, you know, to, 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 to regulate yeah, shit. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't mad at a lot of the shit that, that he was doing, but except for the stuff that just totally wasn't right, you know, but um, I just wasn't with that shit. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to bow down. I wasn't going to, you know, none of that. Right. It was, it was whatever, you know, whenever something jumped off, I was there, you know, I was there, I was here, I was there. And, um, I would tell you. I want to tell you this cold with this story. You got, you got to tell us now. I you, can't because you, I got to save it for my book, oh, man. I got to save it. For, you know, it's, it's going to make people buy the book. But, uh, it's going to make people nah, buy the book. I, I mean, we, 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 it was situations, right. you know, where, like, when we did the Billboard Awards, they told Nate he couldn't perform. Who told him, Nate? Oh. Shug them told him, you Fuck. can't, that, you, nigga, you this perform. This record. Da, 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 yeah. Right. The, nigga, we going to whoop your ass, all that shit. Right. So. I was like, fuck that shit, Nate. You performing. It's the Billboard Awards. Yeah, mm-hmm. nigga, you performing. Nigga, ain't nobody going to touch you. So I pulled out my homeboys. I got gorillas, too. And These the guys do the same thing that those guys right. would do. Right. So, you know, and I, you know, I'm going to say it now. They probably, they probably would have just went crazy if I'd have said it back then. But I went through. You know, when I came in there, I had my backpack. Um, you know, you got to go through the, the metal little, detector. It was like, beep, 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 beep. Shit that going shit off like a motherfucker. And it was like, oh, I was like, man, this, I got a bunch of equipment and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's picking Cause up. Because you're an artist. They're not, they're not expecting it from the, at the time. Two tech nines. Oh, shit. This at the awards. <laughs> yeah. 45, mm. you know, mm. and my goons. Mm. <laughs> You know, I got all that, all that in there. Yo, war, man, I, that, that, that's a lot to focus on, man. When you about to arguably do one of the biggest performances of your life, man, you about to perform. I wasn't getting ready to let nothing fuck that up. Right, I right. was like, if it, if it's gonna come to this, this is what it's gonna come to. Shooting on stage. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. This is what was gonna really trip y'all. Guess who was one of my security guards? Big Mike. Uh, from the Green Mile. Mm. Mm. Oh, oh my, Michael Clark Duncan. That was my. He was my security guard. Yeah, that's a big dude, man. Yeah, huge. Yeah. So I had him, and I had my homeboys from the hood. They big too, big. You know, so they came to the dressing room like, "Where Nate at?" It was like, "What's happening?" Joe Cool, Snoop's cousin, was like, "What's up? What you want with Nate?" So motherfucker swung on Joe Cool. Joe Cool duck and gave him boom, boom. Two piece, and then all my niggas, boom, just rushed up in there. And when they did that, motherfuckers just turned around and went the other way. Mm. You know, so it's like it ain't going down like that. That's you know? crazy. And man. I ain't trying to act like we was just these super duper tough ass motherfuckers. It was just we. Not, I'm not getting ready to have that. Right. It's now, not gonna happen. Kind of situation because 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 Nate still got to go back to the label though. What, what was what was he saying? What was he going through, man? I was just like, whatever you need. Right. I mean. I'm I'm with you, right? You know, you my homeboy. I ain't gonna let nothing happen to you. That's crazy, man. And um, I mean, he was cool. They yeah. didn't trip on him, you know. It, I guess he was just like shit, you know. This nigga just, I mean, 
these niggas, you know, they didn't they didn't bow down like a lot of the other motherfuckers did, you know. You know, and that's what it was and, also, man. Yeah, like, motherfucker, like, respect that. Like, like Shook was a scary you, cat. Who you are? They but if you stood up to him, yeah, it's like he had to give you some respect. Yeah, and and like I said, I've known him since I was a kid, so right. it, it's awkward, right. you know, just even getting into it with this fool. I'm like, I'm like nigga, like that. Okay, I mean, you know, and I mean, it just it wasn't, you know, it was just, it was just, it was just. A fucked up situation when, yeah. you know, when, when, you know, all my friends, my best friend, all my, my brother, everybody over here, and I'm way over here. It's just a, a awkward situation. And um, I just had to deal with it. And um, Did that inspire you, though, to, to, to continue being hot? Yeah. 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 That, it made me work hard, just to work hard, just to, to put some good music out there, you know. Yo, let's talk and about. And still keep my relationship with my my type for my folks you know that i started with this was my favorite record on, on the project man oh yeah uh. Man. I had to put that signature scratch in it. <laughs> I like it. Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid. I played ball through the halls of CIS with Snoop Dogg's big brother calling dirty left. Rack them up, crack them up, stack them up against the gate. The homies trying to catch me, but they can't wait. The street lights just came on, and my mom was in the streets telling me to come home. I hit the gate and I hops on my Schwinn, and I tell the homies, all right then, yeah. It's kind of easy when you listen to the G.O. sound. Pioneer speakers bumping as I smoke on the pound. I got the sound for your ass, and it's easy to see. Another smooth. Nigga. That was my shit. Yo. You talked about, man, like one of the biggest moments in your life, man. You're talking about these awards and this and that, man. But you also talked about the first time you performed at mm. Madison Square Garden, man. Oh, wow. That was incredible. Um, I didn't know how I was going to be accepted. I right. didn't know if if, if I was going to get booed. Or, Cause we was finicky, man. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, and I, I came out um, when I walked out on the stage and I, I was doing my thing. The crowd just sitting there, just staring, like, just looking at me. I'm like, God damn, they ain't feeling it. So I'm just, I'm like, fucking, I'm going to just do, just rap it anyway because they, they ain't feeling me. But as soon as I did the the record, they went crazy. I was like, it's official. Right. <laughs> New York love me, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I just, I was like, wow. I, I, it was just, it was like one of the greatest feelings ever just to be in the Madison Square Garden. Like, Runs House. I'm at, exactly. I'm remembering, that's why I wear it. Well, I ain't got my Adidas on right now, but right. they have at, at my room. But them holding up them Adidas and just knowing that that's the same fucking place that they did that and I'm mm. in here performing. 
I was like, wow. That was Man. a game changer. Yep. You know, one yeah. Thing I, one thing I always uh, enjoyed about your, your sound, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was such a smooth flow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like for me, mm-hmm. I remember uh, driving like highways, you know, and being able to like just hit the turn, you know, into the left and right lane on some smooth shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not really. Always always with some smooth shit. Yeah. I just, just try to try to do music for people to feel good. That's it. You know, just. Just feel good music, mm. just like like the EP I just dropped. Um, it's it's built on you know just just uh, um, this this lady I forgot her name uh, that interviewed me. She asked me uh, how would I describe the EP in a color. I I told him. Well, I told her I said I I I'll describe it um, as as the color of the sun. Mm. You know, because you know the sunshine. When the sun is out in this clear blue skies, it brings happiness. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I told her. I said, whatever the color of the sun is, that's the color of this mm. because I I like to you know bring out happiness and you know like flowers bloom and stuff. You know, just good shit happens, and uh, and it's good feeling. So that's I told her that's this is what I wanted to do with the EP, and that's just how I was with with my music period. Just I wanted I wanted to feel good. I want people to party to it i don't want to do no shit you know just some crazy hard scary mm. ass shit i want that shit to feel good mm-hmm. you're warm, and i man. still think like that when when so you you, you your record is, is is not even taken off it took off mm-hmm. um in a sense you kind of saved def jam because you took def jam yeah. into a whole other era because yeah you know they they were kind you did, probably didn't know how important yeah. it was for you to bring that g-funk era yeah to them yeah. But at the same time, shit is happening now. Like, yeah. like, like shit is happening around you. Like, and and it's and it's your family. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like the the East Coast, the two. I don't even want to say the East Coast. What is the Tupac? What? Bad. It's the Defro Bad Boy shit is popping yeah. off right now. Yeah. And and shit is shit is. Yeah. Rad, yeah. And it's your man Tupac. Tupac yeah. is 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 part of it. Right. Like what's 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 what role are you playing in this man well i'm gonna tell you what i did and this straight up and and a lot of a lot of you know the cast that that was around biggie they'll tell you i came straight to bed style went right to bed style and uh right to his where he live at the big's house to his house right right where he live at and um you know i he i was like man let's chop it up so we chopped, we chopped, and we walked to the store. We got the private stock, mm-hmm. <laughs> the quartz. Sipping yep. on private stock. And uh, we just talked about a lot of shit, you know, and I was just, I was told him that I wanted to try and uh, end whatever was going on with mm-hmm. him and Tupac because I had been in the same building with both of them in L.A., right. freestyling, playing around, having fun. Well, I'm like, shit was good. What the fuck? What, what is this shit? So he was with it. He was like, man, I'm with it. You know, they just tripping on me you know for no reason that's what he said he was there tripping on me for no reason and um so i i got that pocket and i was like man he he said he ain't tripping you know he said he ain't tripping he said he, he down to squash it you know but it was just too much instigating in the in between right and uh actually we was all at the at the usa club i don't know if, if people remember the usa club it was in manhattan yep um, it was me, Pac, Snoop, uh, Biggie, uh, Ron Harper. Uh, it was a gang of us in that motherfucker. We was in there just having a good time. And they was cool. Right. They were supposed to have been beefed in, but they was in there chilling. It was cool. 
It was like as soon as it peep this person go that way, that person go that way. That's hotter. when all that's the when bullshit. It got hotter, right? Yeah, but um, I the shit just went a different way. I don't I don't know what the fuck. I was like, damn, you know. But um, did your did your people? I tried to get in there. And squash did your peoples? Did they get sucked up in it too deep that they started questioning you? No, I mean I. I didn't give a fuck what anybody right. said. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make this shit cool. Right. Even like when Tupac went to jail, and you can ask Richie Rich because that was one of his tight buddies. Richie back one then. of the coldest, by the way. <laughs> my, I know they, they I know they was initial yeah. uh, uh, inspiration for four one five. Yes, indeed. Richie Rich, one of my favorite yeah. West Coast artists of all time. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Flow. Yeah. Yeah, Richie Rich was one of the main guys that was talking to Pac while he was locked up. And so I used to go down to Oakland just to fuck with him. Right. And uh, I told him, I said, Rich, write Pac and tell him that I will put the money up for him to get out. Mm. Got beat out, you know, Suge beat me to it. Beat you to it. <laughs> and, uh. Well, what would you have done? Would you have tried to bring him to. No, I, no, I, would, I wasn't even tripping on. Trying to have him up under me and none of that. I just out. wanted, yeah, I right. just wanted to help him right. with with his situation um, and get him out of there, you know. And I didn't, nigga, you ain't got to pay me back nothing. Wow. I just wanted to get you out because right. I had it. You had it. So it was like, shit, he need that? Okay. Tell him I'm going to get it to him. And they got to him before I could get that. I don't know how it spread, but they got to him before I could get to him. And, um. And got, you know, put up the money. And, um, shit, you know, I, I, it was like situations like that, all of that. I was still, you know, even when I came out here for the Source Awards, uh, and, uh, Biggie gave it up for me on the stage. Right. You know, now, how was, was that, man? Cause people have been talking recently about the anniversary of the Source Awards. That shit was crazy. It was crazy, right? Yeah, that was, that shit was like, crazy. Like, that like, shit was like the goddamn county jail. Like, who was you with? Like, who was you rolling I with? I was by myself. Well, was I wasn't like, by myself, but I was, I wasn't with a gang <laughs> of motherfuckers. I came and I stood up in that motherfucker and I seen all what was going on. I was like, shit, let me get the fuck up. When your here. man Snoop grabs yeah. that mic, it's like New York yeah. don't got no love for Snoop Dogg. Man. New York don't got no love for the for the for the for the for the West Coast. What's Man. going on through your mind? It's like nigga, like this motherfucker getting ready erupt up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it, it was just like you know, I, I was just like he speaking his mind, right. and he was coming straight from the heart. Right. So I get you know people could respect that, and you know gave it up for him. You know, like damn, like you know that's real shit. You know, because we love New York. Yeah. You know, and it, and like people say, it's the East Coast, West Coast. It wasn't no East Coast, West Coast beef. But that you, shit wasn't. That wasn't. It wasn't no. It was just a bunch of shit being instigated. Right. But you, you know, know what, man? We had a different perspective, man. The last episode of the show, we interviewed Uncle Luke, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Uncle Luke talked about how coming from the South, like the West was popping and the mm -hmm. East was popping, but they, nobody was giving the South love. Shit, we loved Luke now. No, I mean, you know, but he's yeah, saying coming him. coming yeah. up, he felt like he didn't get no recognition. They dissed and, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he, uh, but he said that at a certain point, you know, it was like pent up. Like, yeah. it wasn't no pent up shit like from the West Coast with New York too. Like, y'all niggas really trying to clown us? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We ain't never tried to do no shit like that. Right. Um. 
I don't know what the what you know where that you know where that came from, but it was to me the way I seen it. It wasn't no East Coast West Coast right, beef. Right, right. You know, it ain't, you know, it's like if that was the case, motherfuckers would have took off on me when I went to Bed Stuy. Motherfuckers would have took off on me when I went to uh, 116th and mm-hmm. Lennox. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all love. Right. They was like, we love y'all out here. Not I mean, every- that's what these what these the people the hood telling me this. You know, so I was like, wow. So I would just go back and tell motherfuckers, like, man, it's not like y'all think. Everybody think that we go over there and they tripping it. It's not like that. They like, we bang y'all shit. Yeah. The the mainstream shit with the radio stations and all that shit, that shit was like playing, you know, the political shit and playing whatever they had to play. But the hood was banging our shit. Yeah, what was and your, I was like, wow. What was your last conversation with, with Tupac? Um... When he got out, um, I seen him at the, I think it was at the House of Blues, mm. and um, it was a little situation that that had went on. It wasn't with him, but it was with some of his around, you know, some of the death row shit. To where I was just like, you know, I was just like, man, uh, you know, I was happy to see him, hugged him, and. You know, everything. And then he, he was just like, man, what's up, one? I was like, I'm chilling, man. He was like, I want to get some music from you. And um, I was like, all right, man, it's all good. And so he had called me one day. He was like, Warren, uh, come up to the studio um, and give me some music. You know, I'm working on I'm working on an album, da 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 I was like, I ain't coming up there, man. <laughs> and he was like, why? What's the, what, you got a problem with somebody up here or something? I was like, no, nah, I ain't got no problem. I'm just not coming up there. Right. I said, this is what I do. I book the studio time and you come where I'm at. Right. You know. Because you felt it was just too hot? Yeah. 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 And it was just like, because it was it was a little situation that I can't, okay. I ain't going to speak on it. I got for I, my book. Okay. Right, right. I got keep that one for the <laughs> this book. This is going to be a good book. <laughs> it's going to be a good yeah, book. Yeah. And, 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 and what's, what's Dre telling you right now, man, during this whole thing, man? Because he, he, he in the middle. I don't even think he knew a lot of, right. a, about a lot what was going on. Right. You know, but uh, but he's. I didn't even know when he left Death Row. Right, he y'all even talk about that shit. And I went into the studio and he left already. He was gone, mm. but he hadn't called me and said, "Nigga, I'm gone from up out of there. You need to just stay your ass away from just that or whatever." And it's just a whole do different your situation. Time. Put you on, yeah. But I didn't get that. I didn't get that right. call. Right. You know, so I w- I was up in there, and uh, it was a lightweight little thing that went on up in there, but um. You know, smart, smart thinking, you know, got me out of the situation. Cooler heads prevail, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was just, it was way out. That's and, uh, crazy, man. Where man, were you when you heard I about? I was hot, too, huh? Yeah, where were you when you heard about Pox passing, man? I was at my house. Right. I was at my house. Actually, um, Snoop. I called him and I was like, "Nigga, I'm, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna watch show the fight at my house." You know, I just broke up with my little female, so I was single. I was like, "Nigga, I'm gonna have a gang of bitches over here. I'm gonna be barbecuing, <laughs> hitting and sticking, having a good ass motherfucking time." It's gonna be burning, time. burning yeah. at three. Yeah, Tyson like, fight on. Fight. Tyson. Yeah, I was like, "Nigga, come watch the fight with me." So he was like, "No, nigga, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to go see the shit." Da 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 da. So I was like, "Oh man," so I was like, "Fuck it, then, man." So I I hung up. And probably maybe like two or three hours later, 
You know, it was bam, 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 honking in front of my house. So I come out the house, and when I came out, it was Snoop. He was in a a, a white, I don't know, I can't, a white Bentley with the peanut butter mm. inside. Mm. Peanut butter guts. It was rag with the top back. Ooh. Top. I was like, nigga, let me drive that motherfucker. So right. I jumped in, he let me drive it. And he was like, man, I'm going to come fuck with you. So I was like, all right. So he didn't go. No, so he didn't go. So we just was chilling at the pad and, um, you know, barbecuing, having a good time. And it was two girls who we always wanted to smash. Mm. Uh, they was there. And I, I don't want to say their names, but they was there. Uh, and uh, one of them I had had a crush on from, I was like, God damn, from junior high school. So I was like, man, I'm getting ready to break this motherfucker <laughs> And uh, yes, he, he is waiting to be. So fed. we we go to 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 her apartment. Is you know we we was we was oh wow well, I don't know if I you go to her apartment. It, yeah, but I I don't want to. Uh, You're not gonna say her name. This this was before we we was single back. Okay, then. okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah definitely. Uh, and uh, so we we was chilling. Um, uh, getting ready to start drinking and smoking and chilling. You know. I, you know Setting the pre the pre uh yeah, pre game <laughs> function yeah. setting the mood and he had this this walkie talkie thing I don't know if it was the next tail walkie talkie or some shit but that motherfucker could reach all the way from where they was in Vegas right and we just started hearing all this different this talking and stuff like that and then they start people start calling Snoop it was like pocket got shot Snoop da da da. da. So Snoop was like, I got to get out of here. Damn. So he Snoop broke down like right right there. He broke down and was fucked up like right. right there. He was crying and shit. And I was sick, crying tears in my eyes and shit like that. They was like, we don't know if he, they, you know, they was telling him we don't know if he all right or not or whatever. But it was like, you got to, he got, you got to get out here. So he took off and um, he drove straight out there Damn. to Vegas. And that's when I had learned what, what had happened right then and there. And, um, you know, a few days after that, you know, as time went on, then he had passed right. away. And that was, that was, that was really like. That was devastating. That was, yeah, it was, it was devastating. And, uh. Cause none of us came in this industry for that shit, man. Nah, it was devastating, man. We, we was fucked up. Like, wow. You know, all that shit was fucked up. Then Biggie getting shot, that shit was fucked up. Double. Yeah, it was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, so it's like. From there, it was like, motherfucker got to keep their guard up 24-7. Yeah, the and game just, changed, this man. Shit is, this shit has been got really real. The game changed, man. Yeah. Yo, man, so, you know, let's, let's, let's speed it up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you sell a lot of records, man. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the sound changes. Mm-hmm. Your deal with, with Def Jam expires. You know what I'm saying? I actually, actually what happened with that situation was, was um, that's when they were starting that merge and stuff. Right. So I told him, I was like, I ain't trying to merge with no do this and do that with these other companies stuff. So I said, if y'all going to do that, I, re- I want to leave. So I asked to leave, you know, so they granted it to me. And, um, you know, that's when I bounced out, uh, bounced out and, and, and went and, and I uh, did a deal with, uh, uh, Re- it was Restless Records. Restless, and right. they was. It was Rupert Murdoch, mm-hmm. Stupid Cheese, uh, Joe Regis, and BMG. It was all through BMG. Right. I went and did the I Want It All. 
uh, album with with them. But how crazy was it filming the show, man? That crazy. documentary, man. Conditions, Real conditions. Crazy. <laughs> what you mean, conditions? Yeah, I mean, I was I was pissed at my <laughs> I was pissed at the five footers. I'm like, how the fuck is y'all gonna want a hairdresser there? You they got fucking that budget, braids man. in They want head. that budget. That's man. a great scene, man. Yeah. Conditions. Yeah. They talk about conditions. They got I was, braids. I was goofy back then. <laughs> conditions. I was like, yeah. But. You know, so, you know, let's pull the, the, the telescope back, man. Like, over- I had a fight in Philadelphia during the, the, uh, during that the show. Ju- during that show? Don't Ju- nobody even Ju- know During the it. taping. Hell well, yeah. With who? I don't know who the motherfucker was. I was in Philadelphia and I was them passing. Philly, them Philly boys fight, yeah, man. We was, we was in Philadelphia. So I'm throwing the CDs out Meet in the Billy. crowd, and the <laughs> motherfucker throw a CD back at me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I ignored it. So he sitting there woofing again. So I'm throwing a motherfucker throw another one at me. So Damn. I said, I I stopped my show. Right in the middle of the shit where we was all doing this. I said, check this out. And they was taping. Yeah, I said, check this out. I said, look. You throw another motherfucking CD up here at this motherfucking stage, nigga, I'm going to take off. Mm. The nigga threw a CD. Whoop. <laughs> I jumped right off that motherfucker. <laughs> wow. All you heard was the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I banged his motherfucking ass. And then right after I hit him, oh. I t- you know, they, they, they sent all the Muslims and stuff in there. They came the in the motherfuckers. They came in that motherfucker and marched my motherfucking ass right up out of there. <laughs> and while they marching me out, I started tripping on everybody mm. that was at the motherfucker i was like nigga fuck you nigga fuck you nigga fuck you which one <laughs> what y'all want to do huh what y'all want to do nigga listen well, i was ready to fight everybody mm. Mm. that nigga russell said get this nigga up out of here get him out of here the motherfucking muslims got my ass and took my ass right to the train <laughs> they made sure i got on the motherfucking train <laughs> and shot me straight to new york Yo, man. Um, to the Dev Jam Christmas party. That, that's that, 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 where you, <laughs> where you said, cooled off. That, yeah. Where you cooled off. But it, it turned into it turned into a situation, too, because Damn. Nate Dogg and Domino got into it. Damn, Domino. Because who was, who was your label Nate name? was like, fuck you, nigga. You stealing my shit. So Nate was tripping with Domino. Right. And Domino had a gang of motherfuckers with him. We was outnumbered. And then Fat Joe and him came over there to us like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? So the Fat Joe and them teamed up with us. Like, what's happening? So y'all, them, them niggas like, don't play either. Yeah, man. they was like, shit, what's happening? Like, you know, we with y'all. So we all teamed up, and then they squashed that shit. Yeah, yeah they had to. Yeah, man. they yeah. squashed that shit. Yo, let's pull the telescope back, man. When you look at your career, man, you sold over 10 million records, mm-hmm. you know, and people don't even acknowledge the fact that when, when things kind of got quiet over here, mm-hmm. you sold a gang of records in Asia. Yeah. Like yeah. In, in, in Korea. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you, you was down with this 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 Australia. This, this 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 Asian reality show, the American Hustle Life. Oh, uh with the B to BTS. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, they they came and they came and uh just wanted me to, to, to you know, show them a lot of a lot of uh think you know, talk to them about the things that I went through um, as an artist and in, in the United showing States, them a, right. a lot of the places that I did a lot of my music at and, like, my neighborhood where I'm from and how it was, you know. So I just took them and mentored them and talked to them and just showed them a lot of shit. And they, they was like, wow. They couldn't believe it. I took them in the VIP. I took them everywhere. Just, you know, I took them in the hood with the homies. Just, you know. So Asia loves Warren G. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Reality show? Asian reality? Was, yeah, Asian reality show yeah. called American Hustle Life. Man. You um, 
You also sold wine, right? Well, I had a situation with the wine company. Um, well, what I did, it was called Allure. It was Allure. Um, I did a, 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 you know, I did a, a, a promotion with a, you know, a, a sponsorship with them. But I did, you know, I went and did all the work. Right. You know, I didn't even get no cheese from the oh, top. I just okay. went and did all the work. So right. after I did the work, then I went and talked to them and, you know, told them, okay, they was like, well, we want to keep moving. We want to do, we want to sign you and do some, go longer. And uh, so I was like, well, you know, y'all got to break me off first for what I've mm -hmm. done already. Right. So we got that out the way. And, uh, you know, I guess they didn't want to, they didn't want to break bread, you know. Um, so with the situation that happened, because I was like, I'm not getting ready to, to come in this motherfucker slaving. Right. You know, and then everybody getting paid, and I'm not off getting paid. I want, I want, I want to be a partner. Right, of course. I said, I ain't. You ain't got to give me no money. I want to be a partner. Just right. give me that percentage, that, to where I could make some nice cheese. Right. And they didn't want to do that, so it didn't happen no more. But I, it would have been big, you know. And now they see that if they would have done it, it would be just as big, like how E40 got it mm, cracking. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, because I was first. Right. I had it going already, and these fools didn't understand it. You know, but I ain't. You know, I ain't. It ain't. I ain't got no bad feelings. You know, no bad uh, shit towards them. You know, they just didn't understand it. But I want to talk about this record, man. Like, let's mm -hmm. like, like, like zooming towards where we are right now. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to talk towards, move towards this record, because mm -hmm. this record was a hit. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know. Hip hop has a short memory span. You know what I'm saying? So we're mm. talking about different generations now. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these kids don't know what the G Funk era is. They don't know about yeah. the impact that you had, but mm. they definitely know this record right here, man. Uh, yes, indeed. Jeezy and Neo. Oh, yeah. Video for this was dope. It's a big record, my dude. Yeah, she said you ain't no good, but you feel so good. She said, What if I could, but I gotta leave you alone? Gotta leave you It's, it's, that's super deep. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, 
is locked up in Atlanta. Uh, his name Hitman, and uh, he was locked up with with uh, one of Jeezy's homies. Okay, and uh, so Hitman got at got at a uh, Jeezy homie named Scrap. Oh no, a uh, Gangsta Dre. No Scrap, and uh, Scrap and Gangsta Scrap and Gangsta Dre, and uh, had them get at one of my other homies named uh, Big Fave. So Fabian hit me. Um, it was like, you know, they saying Jeezy needs some some music for his album. He wants some West Coast shit. And uh, I was like, I tried to work with this nigga before. Mm. You know, back in the day, and the nigga ain't even, I don't even think he heard my tracks. Or nothing. They didn't even give me a call back or nothing. It was disrespectful. So, <laughs> man, so, uh, <laughs> so I was like, fuck that. I ain't getting ready to get that nigga shit. Oh. And, uh, so my homeboy was like, nigga, cut that shit out, man. You, you know, he probably ain't even know that. Right, right. So I was like, all right, fuck it. He he was like, just come bring some beats, man. Come on. So we piled up. We went up to, to the video shoot. Uh, we was probably about, shit, at least about 15, 20 deep. Mm. I had super, goons. super, you know. Super goons. Yeah. One of my homeboys, uh, uh, they call him Infant Dan. He uh infant Dan yeah, <laughs> he start peeling up out of his shirt and shit, and walking all around that motherfucker. You could, but he's he swole, super swole. Yeah, yeah, big tall, super swole, just walking all just like homie come on. Yeah, we good, we good. So it was like uh, oh, he was like G Dub, oh, Jeezy want to talk to you. Um, he wants you to play the track. So he was sitting in the Phantom. So I went and jumped in the Phantom with him, and when I jumped in the Phantom with him, he was like nigga. He was like. That first album you did, mm. he was like, nigga, that was like the soundtrack to my life. And I was like, what? It's like, nigga, you was listening to that? He was like, yeah. He was like, nigga, I want some of that shit. Wow. And so I was like, man, I said, shit, I, I'm going to have to go put some shit together, but mm -hmm. I'm going to play this stuff right here, um, what I have, and you let me know if you like it. So I played like about, I think about nine beats, and he took... I think like five. And he was like, gee, he's like, I'm going to get back at you. Um, when I come up with something, I'm going to get back at you. So I was like, this nigga ain't getting Whatever, ready to hit right, me right. back no more. That's that industry talk. Yeah, so I was like, fuck it. So I went home, and one day I was at home, and I got a call. It was, I looked, and it was him. So I answered the phone. I was like, what's up, man? And he was like, G, I was like, "What's up?" He was like, G. He was like "Yo, G." He said, "We got one, G. We got one, G." I was like, "What? What's going on? What's going?" On? He said, "Man, this motherfucker banging, man. I didn't put knee on this motherfucker. I guess banging." He said, "Man, I'm out here in New York, nigga. They played that motherfucker like 15 times back to Yo. back." He said, "We got one, G. I'm gonna call you." Said it was real loud, so I was like, "All right, man, call me." He said, I was charged. I was like, "Oh shit." And uh, he called me a few days after that. I was like, nigga, we got one. This is my single. And I was like, you see? I was like, is that right? He's like, yeah, man. So he shot it to me after he laid it. And I heard that motherfucker. And I was like, wow. That shit, that shit was crazy. That motherfucker banging. And I was like, Shh. you know, a lot of artists always ask me, man, let me get some beats. And I told him, I said, this, this, the thing is, the key to getting a classic, a hit record is going and sitting down 
and talking with with, right. a, with a producer. Not sending before. them, not yeah. sending them some shit on the internet. Yeah, right. Yeah, just if we sit and we talk and we vibe, that's when the best music happens. And that's what we did. Right. We sat and we talked and we vibed, and and that happened. You know, the music happened, and and that's actually probably one of the biggest records he didn't had. Yeah, you no, know, no doubt. And uh, it was all good, man. You know, it was all good, and I was just happy to be a part of you know launching you know his his resurgence into the hip hop after so long yep. you know and then he dropped that TM 103 and that was the perfect introduction for him to get back in and get right at it yo this EP right now mm-hmm. this this new EP that you got man mm-hmm. um regulate the G funk era part 2 uh-huh. um pitchfork says man that this is the perfect mm-hmm. um tribute to um to Nate Dogg um, in, in a sense like you know saying you're not out here saying R.I.P., yeah. but it's like a perfect right. record with Nate Dogg, man. Like, during his last days, man, like, what was he mm-hmm. going through, man? Um, he had Well, sh- I know, uh, he had, I mean. He had the stroke in 2007. And that, and that is what, actually what, what, what caused it wasn't, I mean, he was, he had a few health problems, like, you know, uh, you know, high blood pressure and stuff like that. But he was working out, you know, working out, playing basketball, getting himself in shape. But he had a car accident mm. um, for coming from Cal Bowl one night, and he hit his head pretty. He hit his head pretty hard, pretty bad. And from that is from you know the trauma from that it was what caused him to have to start having the strokes. Right. It wasn't just you know because he was eating bad or this that and this. Whatever it triggered, it it started making him have have it made him have a stroke. And uh, but he was cool, you know. He was cool after the first one, um, doing his thing, and just all of a sudden, you know, they gave. I got another call said he had an uh, another stroke, and I was like, what? And uh, so I immediately took off, and uh, it was me and in a uh, big C style. Me and him was was at the hospital. We was right there by his side up in Pomona, and uh, he was just laying there. Um, just like just unconscious, just you know, just laying there, and um, and uh, you know, I just kept calling and checking on the man, and just hoping he was gonna be all right. And they was like, oh, he gonna be fine. He gonna be all right. We work, we're working with him, and uh, you know, he had to go back into rehabilitation again, but it was just a, it was different this time. Right. He wasn't functioning like he was at first. He was kind of like way different like his body wasn't yeah, the same it, nah. how was his spirits man he couldn't talk right you know he couldn't talk you know and, and, and such a crazy yeah, voice I, man yeah and when i went to go see him you know i would go see him because he wasn't that far from where i live so i would go see him and um you know i, I helped him change him uh i had got his hair cut um um fed him um and then I would just talk about a lot of lot of the stuff that you know about our music and stuff the like history. that. History playing the music and stuff. Would he respond? Yeah. yeah, you know he'd laugh, and you know he would laugh. He'd cry. Um, then when it was time for me to leave, that's when I start crying. Right. We both start crying because he would cry and I'm crying, and I was just like, man, I got a, I don't know what the fuck. I was, I was messed up. Like right. I was just crying. Just crying, 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 and just trying to figure out what could I do, you know, to try to help with with the situation. 
you know, and that's that's what I was out on a mission doing, just trying to get at everybody. Like, we got to figure out a way to try to get Nate back to himself. And, uh, I mean, he just, I guess he just got tired, right. you know, just got tired of. Uh, Fighting his body. Yeah, you know, you can't move, can't talk, can't say nothing. It just, he he was getting to the point where they, but they had some type of new technology where he could do something to kind of write. Right. So he was writing, you know, writing out like whatever however what was some type of something where he could communicate, communicate. And he was just he was he would write uh was writing certain things you know and and responding to, to people you know through through that uh what's the last communication y'all had with each other man we had um we was we was talking about ain't no fun mm. we was talking about ain't no fun and you know it was just like getting back to that you know and he would laugh. He'd take off laughing, just just laughing, and then he'd cry. Um, and that was that was like one of the last last things that we went through. Right. Um, and you know, he just he just I could tell I could just see it in his face that he just was. You know, he was he was just didn't want to be like that, right. like he like he was, and. You know, I don't, I don't know what happened. He, they called me. We was on the road. I was actually, I was Snoop on the road. We was in Corpus Christi, Texas, and um, they called us and told us that he had passed away. His mom, uh, who I was talking to a lot, you know, because she was there with him, you know, every day, and uh, she called me and told me, and, and just he, she called me, and then my buddy Rump called me, uh, who was his cousin, one of his first cousins, and uh. We was fucked up, man. We just cried like man. like babies, man. We did the show. We had still had to do the show. This was before the show. Right. So we did the show, and, and we went to the hotel room, and just all of us just went all in Snoop room, and we just sat in that motherfucker and cried like babies, like all fucking night, just crying and just crying. Just couldn't believe it, man. Quiet and nobody not saying shit and just crying. How was it pulling out some of these records, man? How, how, how emotionally, how was it like? Uh, I I looked at it, you know, I because I did a dedication song to him, uh, you know that I did that, you know. So I was I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put him, I'm gonna make it like he's here with us, right? You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's not dead or nothing. He's still here here with us. You know, so I, I I did it that way, and I I did that to keep to try to keep his legacy alive, so people won't forget and they'll know what this man contributed to to hip hop. And um, I just did a, you know did some records that we had, and and you know took what what the, the idea was and the hooks that we that we did, and and uh, made it in the songs, you know, and and I said, you know what, I'm gonna get. You know, people that all, I always wanted to work with and have them bust verses to this, right. you know, to these records. Like Hustling, Jeezy is known as like the hustling the hustle, type of yeah. artist. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put him on there. And I was like, I got to find somebody from Texas. Because uh, Pimp C, I, that, that situation that just happened. So I talked to, and I had actually talked to Pimp C. I got a voicemail still mm. the day before that. The day, God. the day before he passed? Yes. That's where crazy. he asked me to come to uh he was going he was going to the House of Blues with Too Short and he told me he was like, you know, you got a digio too, 
whatever it is. He said, come on down. I'm going to uh, go over here to the House of Blues with Pac. And after that, we can go in the hotel room. We could record. And he was like, well, there's a will, there's a way. Mm. And he was like, going down, church. <laughs> church on the move. Yo, let's, let's yeah. play. Your people, you, I know you got to go. And we and, I, and you've been really gracious, man. Giving That's us all this good. time, man. Um, let's play this record, man. It's, it's mm-hmm. on. It's on a new EP. This one is called My House. Okay. With you featuring Nate Dogg. Hustling, hustling. That's the. <laughs> we don't have hustling. Okay. We. I, I wish. Oh my god. You got. You got it. Yo, let, let's get that, man. Let's let's plug that in. But let's play this one too. Okay. Man. Let's, let's definitely play this one, man. <laughs> Selling my floors, not yours. My cars, my bikes, my range, my yard, my hood, my corner, my gang. Niggas gon' play around, my killers will let you down. My city, my town, nigga, that's my stomping ground. My streets, my homies, my turf, my people since birth with heaters under their t shirts. That's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. that's, that's crazy. That's mad festive right there, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Warren, man, what you think about? What's going on in the West Coast right now, man? It's, you know, um, the G-Funk, it's like it never left, man. It's like yeah. it's on steroids right now. That, um, I mean, it just feel good, man. Just just doing good music, man. And, and the way our mentality is, is we're not trying to say, well, okay, we running shit in hip-hop. This, the West Coast is our turn. We, we ain't thinking of it like that. It's It's about... Uh, the mentality that I have, and and I know that the same is with Dre and Snoop, and uh, we just like to do good music. We do it, we do it to where everybody could relate to us. So it's not only for the West Coast; it's for New York, it's for down south, it's right. for the world. Mm. And um, that's just how we do music, man. And and everybody like, oh, you, y'all back and all this. I'm like, man, it's, we never left. Yeah, it ain't, ain't none of this stuff never left. Right. You know, it's just we just. Every you know started to do. We just want to put some new music out, you know, because it's, it's the industry is kind of like it's been. Ain't nobody been putting nothing out, you know. The the ones, the honorable mentions, right? You know, um, from the east, the west, the down south. You know, a lot of people hadn't been putting out no music, so it's like let's just start putting music out, man, and get this shit back cracking. You know, I'm not saying that the a lot of the music out right now is just doo doo, right? Because um, it is some good artists out there, you know, well, but some, it's a lot of bullshit. Some amazing artists, man. Yeah, some amazing artists. Yeah. And uh, we just started doing good music, man, and, and that's just what we're about, man. And, and I'm just glad that, that people is opening up. Uh, I, I, people people got no choice but to embrace it, man, because cause like uh, I said, man, you can't turn your back on the, on the legacy and yeah. the history and how y'all shifted the culture, man. And, all, and, and man. what I appreciate is that your sound never changed. I mean, we mm. I think we're going through a crisis in New York where we're trying to find our sound. But y'all never... I like say- Troy Ave. I like yeah. Troy Ave. He, he a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He hard. I like him. That's dope, man. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's play this record, man. Mm. 
this um hustling record, man. It's the last record we're gonna play. It's Nate, it's you, and it's uh, it's, uh, uh me, Bon B, Bon, bon B's uh, on Young Jeezy. Okay, yeah. No to me and my responsibility keep my enemies close cause they the ones that get me in a minute they'll be trying to pump a gauge in it leader of the g committee funkadelic better tell it to the fellas i ain't the one to be played with if you think you're gonna be testing you sure for a lesson that's forever session i'm blessing to be the dime by the time you get the message out of this one i'll be dipping in the streets of LBC It's been a long time Stepping up to the plate now I'm new and improved Plus I drive a new bent now My family's straight Plus my homies in the game now Living it straight Long Beach to Penn State Bounce, rock, roll, escape The niggas know they can't fuck With a Wenchy and You gotta hear Jeezy He's snapping He gonna, he gonna come in on the next verse He's got the next verse Yo, G-Funk, <laughs> Regulate, G-Funk, part two, right? Yeah, Regulate the G-Funk Air, part two, the EP. It's in stores right now. Yep, it's on it's in, on iTunes right now, uh, Amazon, uh, Google Play. Um, and I, I just wanted to attack the internet with it because that's the new era right. of, of, of I, I, how, to, how, to, how to, you know, try and sell records. How they responding to it, man? It's been incredible, shit, man. The reviews, the reviews is like I'm, I'm really like blown away, you know, because my brother releasing a record at the same time, and the reviews and stuff I'm getting is just it's incredible, crazy. man. It's crazy. Even though that's the big release, it's still popping within that. The timing know? is crazy with everything, yeah. man. And What's next for you, bro? Other than doing, this book, I gotta hear, I gotta get this book right now. <laughs> I gotta get this just, book. Just doing, just doing good music, man. Yes. Producing for a lot of artists. I got a cat in there. His name is Mike Slice. Um, Chill. What's up, Mike uh, Slice? Yeah, yeah. He, he pretty dope, man. And and you know, I, I you know, he remind me of, of you know, like like how I was when you know when I met Snoop Corrupt right. and and, and those guys. He know he know what to do when he when he do a song. Like I still gotta groom him a little bit. Okay. You know, but um, he he acts the kid is, is is pretty good. You know, 
He just don't. He just haven't went through the struggle that we went through. Right, right, right. right. It's a lot. It's a lot easier. You know, right but now. he got his own struggle. He from Orange County, okay. so he go. Mm. He had his struggle from you know the struggles he went been going right. through as a young teen. He only nineteen years old. Damn. Um, but that motherfucker can go. Um, I'm doing that. Um, you got him a jacket. Producing. Huh? Did you get him a jacket? <laughs> a Vosper <laughs> jacket. <laughs> No, don't leave him out. Yo, give him a jacket. No, You're warm, man. Your, your, your people is hitting us, man. This has been such a pleasure, man. It's all and, good, and, and man. You, you gave us so much history, man. You've been oh, yeah. so generous. That's all um, good. Anytime, my dude, you know how to For reach sure. us. Yeah. Yo, Pete. You know, I, te- I hit you on Twitter. Yeah, like, yo, Jack. Yeah, I remember no, that. no, 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 no. A couple of months ago, <laughs> Warren DM me. I was like, this is fucking Warren yeah. G. And, and ever since I, ever since then, I knew it was going to be on, man. Thank yeah. you, my dude. No, that's all good. This be, yo, this is going to be a classic episode. But most importantly, I love uh, what I love about your story is that your doubt has fueled you for success. You know that's what I mean? When you went through that point in time where you were doubted and lost, you found yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we appreciate you, man. Thank, Thank you. Internet, we need your support. Head on over to iTunes and search for the Combat Jack Show. There's tons of episodes there for you to check and listen to on the road, in your room, wherever you're at. But we need you to subscribe. We need you to comment. We need you to rate. And we need you to tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you, Internet. Don't be a fucky bird. Combat Jack Show. Yo, Internet, man. This is a special, you know, West Coast episode we had the legend warren g in the building man but we got um we got a special guest man you know it's it a very momentous week man the movie compton just came out and smashed and we got one of the very special uh performers from that movie one of the special actors mr r marcos taylor who plays the infamous suge knight welcome to the combat jack show or is it r or marcos or mr taylor what, what do you want me to call you man just don't call me Suge. don't call you suge hey, Yo, you're a scary man. looking dude man how do you figure that uh, your eyes and your size and everything man like how was i was i was playing in that movie man well um i had to uh gain 40 pounds i uh just basically everything i saw about suge i studied him the way he walked the way he moved his shoulders the way he moved his neck the way he talked, even the way his eyes moved when he had a, a, a comment to say. Did you ever meet Suge in person? Didn't, no, I didn't meet Mr. Knight yet, no. Right. Who, who out, of, out, of, out of the people that were behind the movie, man, who was like the ones that really actually coached you? They're like, yo, this is what Suge did, this is what Suge said. Dr. Dre, um, also um, uh, my acting coach, Dustin uh, Fisher, and definitely um, Andy Clemens. Okay. And of course, uh, the director, uh, Mr. Gary Gray, and they really helped me. And even some of the cast, uh, uh, Corey and um, Jason Mitchell, those two guys like really came to bat for me, and they just helped me. And just I followed their lead. Now this is your first big acting role, right? Yes, it is. Um, was it intimidating to play that man? No, for you to to carry out the. Not, I mean, because uh, Suge Knight. Is very much alive, you know what I'm saying? And Suge Knight has made his his he's left his stamp right. in, in 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 current contemporary history, man. So how do you live with how do you act with somebody that's still alive and channel that, man? Well, if you're married and you got some checks you need to get, that's you're gonna do what you got to yeah, do, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> basically 
uh, the focus, it's all about my family and making sure they're provided for, that's enough motivation for any real man to, you know, pursue his dreams and work. So I was going to do what I had to do to, to get that part. Now, the rumor is, man, that, that you, you got in that role so heavy that cats that knew Shook kind of stayed away from you. Is that true? That's what I heard. Yeah. No, come on. Tell us, man. Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, man. I'm I'm late. I'm I'm a cornball. I don't I don't yeah, know what but, y'all but, talking about. But but Sugar ain't no cornball. I've never met him. Right. So like, but uh, I was told to be Sugar on set, but not his Sugar. Right. My Sugar. Right. So I did exactly what they told me to do, and I. It's, I guess everything worked out. And the the, so. the movie's a smash. Oh, God, um, awesome. You know, people are, are looking at your face on screen across the country, man. Oh. What was your favorite scene that you shot? I would have say have to say um, the last one. Right. The 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 uh, I'm sorry, not the last one. The I don't know if I should say uh, uh, there was a situation where I'm drunk. Uh, I'm drunk with power, and and all these things are going on, and. Dre just had it. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Right. And that one was uh, because it wasn't a it was a different uh, 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 different shub. He already got everything he needed, everything he wanted. It was like, yo, I own everybody. I own you. I own you. I own you. I can do whatever I want. Right. It's mine. Now he's smiling. Yeah. Like, ha! and it's like that's that that was him. Right. He made it a success. So for me, I didn't play him as a bad guy or a good guy. I played him as a dude that's hungry. He's going to do whatever he needs to do to get his money. As a complex character. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Now, what do you do, man? You look like you're in the martial arts or you fight. What do you he do, He said man? martial arts. Uh, you train? What do you do? I've, I've studied uh, martial arts since I was five. What, 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 what art? Oh, you can name it. I'm taekwondo? So, I mean, uh, taekwondo, ninjutsu. Ninjutsu? Muay Thai. Uh, Kokushin, karate. Uh, Wing Chun. I mean, I I just was Wing Chun is amazing, man. Yeah, Wing Chun is amazing. It's street fight, straight yeah. up. So, yeah. so oh, shout out to my Sifu, uh, Rasan Herkal. He's from uh, uh, Brooklyn, but he lives in L.A. He's what's, from what's next for you? Because I see you running around with Ed Woods, man. So, well, so what, what's what you Mr., got? What Mr. you got cooked up, man? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what Ed Woods would say. You just gotta check it out. Okay. It's coming. It's Don't coming. Worry. It's, it's coming. coming. But you got some things locked up and lined yeah, up. Yeah, I actually I was blessed to work with um, Benny Boom. Okay, uh, it's called Why for the Night. It's a movie, and uh, that was that the- was awesome. theatrical. Theatrical release. Yes. Okay. Yes, and also look um, at you, man! Like uh, one movie in the can, and, and movies already coming out, huh? I'm blessed, man. It's it's for me. I'm not a Jesus freak. I'm not trying to say that, but it's it was God and my faith and my feet. And okay. I'm just I'm a freight train. I'm not. Nobody's pretty much going to stop me. Five years. What can we expect from you, man? Wow. I think uh, variety, because I've I've learned like variety I can, the magazine or oh, variety yeah, different yeah. roles. I, I mean, hopefully both. Right. Because like I believe everything I've done is based on my martial arts training, my teaching, the way of life. So everything is martial arts that's in it. I mean, you do something your whole life, you become it. Right. So I am martial arts, and I use that to my everyday life, and it's made it so much easier. And I basically see myself doing many different things that um, some people would try to put me out of bo- right. a box. Right, right. 
but I rebuke that. So mm. that's not even going. I'm not worried about that. Mm. Besides, I got the right complexion for the right connection. I ain't even sweating. There you go. <laughs> Listen, man, you seem like a down to earth cat, man. Um, are you gonna go Hollywood on us? No. Okay. Yo, you ever thought about getting into wrestling? Yes. Um, that's like fighting is like okay. I'm there to beat them up, mm-hmm. but professional wrestling, you know, you're gonna get an ass whooped. Mm-hmm. That's just too much pain. What about like? Uh, were you talking about MMA like that? You talking about? Oh, MMA? No, that's 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 um that's different. Um, well, I'm kind of getting to the end of my career, mm-hmm. and I, I've won one title. Um, I've done MMA in overseas, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I just I want to do just three more. But uh, Ed is you got, you got three more in you, man. I, I got five. You got I can five see more. This guy's a wrestler. You, you, you want to do three more, right? Just yeah, just just three more. Just just to get it out, get the residue out, get it all out of my right. system. Yeah, you don't want to say I should have, could have, would have, right? Yeah. Yo, Ed, you're not gonna let him fight, man. Nah, he's done. <laughs> see, see. We'll Yo, see. signed to Vince McMahon, WWE, Raw. <laughs> I can see you on there. Seriously, I'm looking I, I, at you. How tall are you, man? 6'3". Six, 6'3", three. Six, three. okay. Look at him. Come on. You can't say, like, I'm just looking at you, and I'm just saying, like, I can see the character in you. And that's not disrespectful. I'm no, saying I'm not, I can see the character in you. I, I can see you become a character on WWE. Put the acting and that hey, fighting. Reach out to, get out to Greenwich, <laughs> Greenwich uh, Connecticut. Speak to Vince McMahon. And what's her name? Uh, uh, Hillary, whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> I don't know. Her name. Uh, what's her name? Uh, whatever, McMahon. But yeah, I can see you doing wrestling. Uh, Yo, so um, I haven't we'll seen see. the movie yet. Um, people are, are raving about it. Tell the audience, man, what they can expect, man. And my, um, is my judgment is, um, this is, this story is not about Suge Knight. It's about these men who lived like animals and um, people, um, uh, law enforcement, they tried to treat these people less than human beings and they got pissed and decided to write and, and, and say things about it. And it made the government and the entire world jump. What's your favorite N.W.A. song or Dr. Dre song or whatever? Man, I just, one. You, yes. I can't even. Come on, work it out. Work it out, Mr. Marcos. It's so many. It's like, it's so many. Uh, uh. All right. You, I'm gonna you just, just heard Warren G talk about this whole history. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, you know what it is? All right, if it ain't no fun. Ain't no fun. I just rock that just so much. It just makes me feel good. Like, it's it's just like the total summer song, fall song, go, we going to the to the shore. We, oh, about, to, we about to freak out with yeah, these chicks. We, we, you know, bike week, whatever. It's yep. just, it's, we're just definitely just having some fun and all of it as friends and, you know. Very good, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I personally can't wait to see the movie because I hear good things. I hear good things about your your role and, and the job thanks, that you man. did, man. Congratulations, man. Hey, and thanks. Congrats, man. And I definitely want to keep an eye on you. I know Ed is going to be around and let us know what you're working on, man. So we, we are here, man, and welcome to the Combat Jack Show. It's been an honor. Thank it's you for Ness, having me. It's a R. Marcos Taylor. Yo, whenever some, from what I'm realizing, whenever people like actors or people are getting successful, they wear a fedora. 
I'm really realizing so that. So you're man. getting in a role right now with the fedora. Yo, I've seen a lot of actors in New York City throughout my life, man. They'd be wearing uh, fedoras. So, I, I so see, we, we expect to see you. I expect to see some good things out of you, man. Put a feather in that joint next time. Can, there can you I go. be honest? Yeah. I still like go to like the dollar store. And, okay. And, and That's, all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. My, wife, my wife got my money. Oh, and yeah. I'm, and I'm cool with that. Then, you, then you're going to keep that money. Yes, sir. Blessings, my brother. Blessings. Yeah, man, blessings Thank to you, man. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ed Woods. Corey Pagese in the building. Cheer. Internet, yeah. you know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blow. Cheer, cheer. Numenati! What up, beloved? It's your boy, A-King. And this weekly drop is featuring Chicago's finest, King Drive. You know what I mean? With a new joint called Precedence. Shout out to Maddie C. Shout out to Shot Free, John Rifkin. You know how we do it. King Drive, hashtag the weekly drop, hashtag the Combat Jack Show. What up, Mena? Cheer. Cheer. Uh, I'm on my young Christopher Walk and I'm reminiscing of Frank White with my magnificent boss and picture me with mad bitches and flossing Jews flowing like a faucet Last name George and first Boston Born two blocks from Halstead And took the pimp and passed Austin I'm counting cash off and thinking past coffins Candy paint tangerine I'm blowing major green And feeling like I'm knowledge reign supreme A Wu-Tang Clan, I'm chasing cream Push the latest beam And money, power, and pussy, my favorite things I'm like the black prince of Brunei Mac chicks from Dubai with no hoopla Buying fly shit than you buy About to hit a rubai And trying to see brands like Puba. I'm Tony Montana fresh from Cuba I set the precedence on yeah. dead precedents Uh-huh Yeah Type of shit I can't tolerate. Niggas gotta hate. Then wonder why it's hard to collaborate. They ain't working hard, plus they make petty moves. The push ready and dready with the Fetty do. I facilitate pimping. Yeah, I condone. And when the paper start coming, then I know it's on fast lane. Hitting the gas while I hit the gas. Willie Hutch playing in the background. I get the cash. I'm nothing like I used to be. I'm better than I was. I was getting paper usually for all the bullshit that I tried to bypass. Speak dollars, but I didn't study finance. Tap dance on the dope, looking for a cash advance. Niggas falling off like an avalanche, yelling fuck fame. Bowls of cushion, buckets of champagne. I'm doing the damn thing. King of Zamunda, they was right about the rumors. And I had swag like a RB crooner. Living out your dreams everywhere you wanna be. And cause you late, I'ma hit you with the summary. The pimping on smash, paper on tilt. If you whole lay with me, that bitch laying on silk. You overrated, you hated and you imitated You dummy, they shouldn't have never gave you niggas money I set the precedence on dead precedence Yeah, 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 yeah Lately I've been absorbed with Pushing that foreign shit, seeking endorsements Trying to be with the Lord, man With ladies in assortment Paper this corporate, I never forfeit Out to get on that Forbes list I'm making niggas insecure They see my pimp is pure They can't dress, they ain't fresh Plus they immature I'm on some other shit, George Clinton mothership, driving push button whips with niggas that love to flip. Listen, you got the wrong idea. You motherfuckers talking tough, but I never been controlled by fear. Stop the blood clock crying and thugged out lying. Cause on the south side, they teaching niggas about dying. My nigga, you in the presence of the essence of the one from whom all good things and blessings come. Uh, I set the precedence on dead presidents.
This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan, and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.